through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, through the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. Who am I? Santa yeah. Claus? What? <laughs> elf? Yes, uh, Ferrell, elf, elf, dude. Okay, it's the holidays. Will Ferrell, elf? Yeah, yeah okay. Come on. Because it's not a, a holidays, not a big elf I, guy. I, I mean, yeah, I am. I like yeah. it. I well, just... It doesn't sound like it, all right? Because we're on too many jams. Show but all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. Uh, today, we have a very special, special guest. And I mean special, if you know what I mean. Like special, <laughs> very very I special guest. I mean, I'm just saying he's special. You can do the yes. math. And uh, his name is Adam Seaborn. Top. <laughs> Adam Seaborn. And uh, you know, let me emphasize how special he is. And I just wanted to say before we get into his episode, uh, we're just gonna have fun today. We didn't tell him how this goes or what to do or what to prep. But you know what? We, we never really do that with our guests. Yeah. Well, either. I was just giving him a little bit of a comfort thing there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Good, I'm ready to go here. Uh, but uh, before we get into his episode, just want to give a shout out to True History. We will be drinking their 12 Swans. Um, it's an IPA. It looks festive, but this is a year-round brew. Okay? Yeah, it does look This festive. is their second beer that they released, and it is just as good as it, the Farmer in the, farmer it, in the Sky. It's my favorite, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, this it's, is my favorite, and they just dropped off two pallets of it, so we'll be drinking this. Two pallets. For right. the next it's foreseeable. It's brewed by another fantastic Adam, one of the Adams. Ah, out there. one of the Adams Adam Shire, of this world. Yes. Shout out, Adam, shout out all the Adams out there. Adam actually told me to say, fuck you, before this started. Yeah, yeah it's but... an inside joke amongst those Adams. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to that crack this thing or what? Yeah, Classic crack it Adam. and have a sip. Uh, well, well, we introduce our second sponsor, Wrist and Rye. Um, I'm wearing it, Jams 15. You can still squeak in a Christmas gift. There's still time. If you listen to this on um, Tuesday the... 17th you can still get it in there um but otherwise true history is available in most lcbo's toronto wide you want to know a little bit more go on the lcbo website or follow at true history brewing and i would like to announce our most recent sponsor well, as well. i don't think we should announce no? it no just let's just say if you like my haircut right now robbie and i might be uh acquiring a new no partnership way. of style Yes. Okay. Hair trimming. We'll Let's just say that, we'll, save that for the new year. No free, okay. No free ads. For the new year. Okay. No free ads. No free ads. But that without works. further ado, I'm going to pour my beer because I can't talk and okay. pour. Okay. Robbie, we'll if, you want, if you Without yeah. further ado, we have Adam Seaborn. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. And uh, to further, further your comments you were making earlier, Adam doesn't really need any prep. He's always firing. <laughs> you know, he's, he's always firing the good stuff. So um, I'm ready to bring it. I've actually What's, been thinking about this all day, and I was like, "What do I?" What, so what, I was thinking about. What kind I was like, of thoughts? I was thinking, I was like, "So first of all, I know you guys been doing the podcast. What episode number is this?" this okay, so this this got to be fifty or so. No, no more. We're closing in on eighty. Oh, closing in on eighty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, getting over to a hundred. I feel like a hundred is like the benchmark. Yeah, I think hundredth episode. Go. I've, I've been thinking about this actually. I want to do like a party or something with all idea. of our guests that we've had. You should like the, get some studio space where you can get like a bunch of people in. We do have that studio space mics. 
Leo could probably hook it up. Yeah, exactly. Should we cheers? I mean, let's cheers, boys. Yeah. Cheers. I'm actually super... Cheers. These are not cheers. Th- yeah. I'm actually super curious on how tight you and Robbie are. How tight Robbie and I am? Yeah. We've we've known each other, since, I think, since uh, my first year at camp. Yeah, like probably since we were really little 2002 yeah. or so. I remember you were in you were in Patty Scase's uh, cabin number four yeah, buddy. when I was in Almo's number two. Probably. Yeah. In 2002, my yeah. first year at camp. Yeah, yeah. Kilku Camp. Yeah, but then uh, all the way like up and through... We were both uh, staff members there. Like you probably were there for what, twelve, yeah, 13, like we 14 were probably years. Literally there for like twelve plus summers at the same time. So you guys yeah. are like tight. But I wouldn't say that we're that personally one on one. I'll tell you this the wrong way, but we're not one on one that tight. Like no, Robbie I agree and with I that. Have probably never gotten lunch the two of us. Mm. You know, but we've certainly hung out in groups Can many, I say many times. I don't recommend getting lunch. No, I, yeah, from I, insider yeah, I experience. I Shit the, lunch guy. The guy asks what's <laughs> in the sauce. I hate about asks, lunch guy. Asks about ingredients. Is he actually a bad liar? Most, most indecisive <laughs> menu picker. Oh, just just asks a lot of questions. Like, what she likes. Okay. Is something good? Okay, that's like a top. This is one of my wor- biggest pet peeves. <laughs> if you like can't figure out the menu like within like a minute and a half. Yeah, like I'm with most you. Most places it's the same shit. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna have to and get my like, shit together yeah, to have lunch. And you wanna know my favorite thing is, and this this might I, I might be the weird guy here, but when I look at the menu and I make my choice, yeah, that's my choice. And if they bring it out and it's not it's not that good, I eat it. Yeah, hundred. I'm I'm the exact same. I just eat it and I make a mental note. Not this to get it sucks, next time. Never coming yeah. back here again. I will never complain. I never go back. I, like I will not ask for. Like I just can't deal with that. Robbie's shit. got a Robbie's got a bit more of a. I guess I just a, like wanted to be perfect. So he sends it back. <laughs> Do you have dietary restrictions? That no, are no. You back? I got is no diet. Like, I'll eat anything. Before, but that's sucks. but you know part of, part of the reason that. I ask questions is sometimes if I get rushed to be to order something, I'll like while I've got a couple menu items percolating in my head i'll ask questions so i can just like further decide of which one yeah. that i want and i sit there on the other side of the table <laughs> I hate that. fuming yeah i can only absolutely imagine. fuming and I can then really only imagine that. yeah and you're you're like oh what side should i get should i get the salad the fries the sweet potato oh there's a there's a fruit medley or a, a vegetable medley yeah what's in that <laughs> carrots yeah okay. oh yeah. what's the sauce i'm like get the fucking salad with balsamic I know what you're gonna order. Yeah. No, no, but you know what? One thing I've, you know what? One thing I've tried to uh, do more recently is, if you're at a spot like you know that's known for something, I just like go for that. Okay, that's know? like the easy. That, that's the little hanging fruit. You move. just get like whatever they're good at. Like that's yeah. normally what I'll do. I'll just be like, "What are you guys known for?" I just order that. Or like most menus, it's pretty fucking obvious what they're good at. So you just do that. No, yeah, I want to go I'm, off the menu. I'm with you, but yeah. you know that was that was a little bit of an exaggeration. It's should not... I put my sunglasses on? I feel like yeah. you guys are like cool. I'm like, should I try it? Oh, out? I mean, like, yeah, we're, I like you guys are like rock stars. We're naturally like, rock stars. I got a fucking sweater vest on, so it's a little tough. How's that better? Yeah, yeah a lot. I better. can't like, see. Does way that look better. Okay, does it look better? Okay, hundred percent. Feeling a little polarized. Bit uh, I don't know. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How would I be able to tell? Polarized. Uh, if you look at something that has a glare on it, like uh, like a window shield in the sun. Um, can you see the screen there, the computer screen? Like yeah. the, these ones are Tilt polarized. It up a little bit. Yeah. Can you still see it? From yeah, yeah, every yeah. Angle? Not polarized. Not polarized. Not polarized. Okay. Poor. Yeah, these are, yeah. <laughs> these are these are poor people's sunglasses. Yeah. No, I, I got these on Kijiji. Okay, I was talking to the guy at the store about what polarized means, and I thought it was some fancy dancy shit too, right? Because I'm like, of course I want polarized. He explained that polarized, and he might be an idiot. So like, what store? Um, where did I get these, Rob? On Queen. There, uh, those look legit. It's called. Zane, I think. Zane was it Zane? Yeah, I think it's called Zane. Yeah. He said polarized was just um, they have uh, 
uh, uh, sun protection from rays coming up from the bottom. So like reflections off water or like stuff like that. Yeah, that's the coolest. If you look at water yeah, and there's like yeah, glare yeah, yeah, on, yeah. you can see Cause, through. Because most sunnies, I guess, have protection from like, you know, straight on and up. But yeah. polarized hits you with that coming from below shit. So unless you're spending a lot of time on the ocean and the waters, which I know, you know, stranger to. I spend a ton of time in the ocean. Um, you you know should, me. but like, I mean, us, la us, us Land landlocked losers. Yeah, well, seaborn, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> you're like, what do you think? This, these are all it's things we want to get into. You are, you're a bit of a seaman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I am. Uh, but uh, we, we can get into that. Let's yeah. just start. I wanted to know how well you guys know each other because it's, it's cool that we are now probably spending a lot more time. Like you and me? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, you guys have probably known each other for quite a while too, right? Through the four, private school. Four years or so. But so just, then? weirdly just through hockey, although we have a lot of mutual friends, we kind of only know each other through Monday Night Hockey. Like you didn't cross paths I don't think we much in high school. In high school, no. Yeah. But like, I feel like we probably did without knowing it. You know what I what mean? What high school did you go to? UCC. But no, I just okay, feel yeah, like yeah. we probably did like between like, because you worked at Cleveland South Muskoka yeah. at one point, right? Yeah. I just feel like between that and like between like Toronto and like all that kind of shit. Did you know Sean did. in high school? A little bit, but not that well. I just knew him from York Mills Hockey. Dave? But yeah. Yeah. I, but like I didn't hang out with him that much till after high school. But again, like there's probably a couple times we've crossed paths. Okay. So yeah, you went to UCC. Yeah. Um, that's why we're on, we're playing on the same hockey team now. Uh, yeah. A lot of mutual Monday friends. Monday nights, no doubties. At no doubties on Instagram. It's right now dormant, but it's going to get back active soon. Well, you are you were the one running it. So that's... Yeah, but really then we <laughs> lost like 10 games in a row. No, we, 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 so, we lost like almost yeah, 14 or 15 we lost games. A, it was a lot of losses. And like the doubties Instagram account was just so sad. Yeah. It was but, like tough effort tonight. Another three-two loss, like <laughs> close loss, five-one <laughs> tough loss. Good hard effort, so I had to shut it down. But uh, okay, so high school was UCC, yeah. And then you said you went to film school. I went to Queens, and my majors in film. So Queens is like a film department. Uh, yeah, I film had no idea. Studies. Yeah, I always say like I went to Crescent, and uh, coming out of Crescent, I mean. You would have been definitely the odd man out if you went into something creative. Not a lot of guys going to film school. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of bankers, a lot of guys yeah. going to Commerce or Western Ivy or going to like an Ivy League school and doing like a proper degree. It Not was, a lot of guys going into film school. It was why I said I went into aviation. Like that was yeah. like, they're like, ooh, this guy's going to be a little, you know, outside yeah. the box. And there. how did that, that work out? Well, I mean, I'm not a pilot, but I finished. Not yet. And, and you finished film school. Could you fly? Yeah, I'm a commercial pilot. <laughs> License. Uh, yeah, I finished film school. So what did you want to do? So, okay, so I'll, I'll dial it back. So at, at UCC, there was, at the time, there is now, but there was no film uh, like program. There was no film class. A lot of high schools have a film class. UCC didn't because they had like this bullshit with the IB. But they had like theater and drama. So I always like doing that stuff. Like, you know, from like camp and stuff, doing like totally. skits and stupid big shit skit like guy. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big I could see guy. it, man. But like, anyway, so I did all that stuff and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was pretty sure I didn't want to just go and do like business school and then go work on Bay Street and like be like an analyst in investment banking and like get fucked in the ass at, like 100 hours a week and then like just like hate yeah. my life. So. You're I alienating like, a lot of our listeners. Right I know, now. I know a lot, <laughs> and and most of my friends. Yeah, all, so yeah, yeah most of all of our friends. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, okay, I don't really want to do that. What else can I do? And then at Queens, I really like the film program. Uh, I like kind of come by it honestly. There's some people in my family that work in the film industry, so I had, like some exposure that this is like an actual career and there's like a what, an what's, industry. What's in the family connection? So uh, I always call them my aunt and uncle. But they're really Family my friends? mom's cousin. Oh, okay. So it's like my cousin's second removed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's like my mom, my 
parents' generation, but younger and cousins. Anyways, I, I always I get twisted. Too, yeah, it doesn't you know matter. It. Anyway, so they work <laughs> in the film industry in Canada, like they're uh, directors and film producers. Uh, so I kind of like knew as a kid that that was like a job you could theoretically yeah, have. Yeah. Now I don't do really anything in film now. I kind of just work in media and advertising, but I went to film school and like was very much intending to work in that space when I graduated. And then, yeah. So all through school, you're like, yeah, film school. But were you doing like projects in film school? Like, did you ever make yeah, movies? Did yeah. you ever do so shit like that? I'm, yeah, I made like, uh, so it was weird. Like Queens Film School is like not like a full on, uh, it's like a split between like a practical film school where you're just like given a camera and some yeah. lights and told to, like go make stuff and like a theoretic film school where you are just told to write papers about movies. It's like half and half. Right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I was always a little bit more interested in like the theoretical side as opposed to the practical side. But yeah, I made films in school. Uh, me and sick. this guy, Pierre, we made a comedy that actually won an award when I was in third year for like no the short film comedy festival. It's buried somewhere on the internet now because I'm very embarrassed by it. Were you but, starring in it as well? No, it was uh, no, but I like wrote it with Pierre. We shut up, Pierre. How long was uh, it? It is, I think it's ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, so like we did that, and then when I graduated from film school, most of the guys at Queens, uh, like a lot of them, wanted to work in the industry. I got a PA gig, so a production assistant on yeah. film set, which essentially means like you're the bitch on the film set. Yeah. Like I you remember go, you talking about this. Yeah. You're doing this with like Sportsnet or something, So right? I, so no, so I, what I actually go back. So I did an internship with Bell Media when yeah. I was uh, like re still in school for credit, biggest boondoggle of all time. You just get to work there for like three months and then they give you a credit. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and they don't pay you, but still pretty good deal. Anyway, so I did that, and then when I graduated, I wanted to work back at Bell Media in like the development department, which like pitches new projects. Didn't get a job there. Really needed a job. I was like living at my parents' house. I literally emailed. There's like a list online of like every film production because Toronto is like a huge production hub, right? So yeah, yeah. every film production that's going on in the city across the province, there's literally a list of everything that's going on because there's tax credits associated to it and just names of people involved. And I just fucking called and emailed all of them. I was like, hey, I'm ready to film school. I'll work for fucking nothing. I just want to like get some experience because everyone told me you just got to get some experience. Eventually, someone responded to my email. I wish I had the email still. I literally said like, I will work for free, which the woman, this woman, Susan, uh, responded to me and she's like, Hey, thanks for your email. You should never offer to work for free in this industry because there's people that'll take advantage of you. Yeah. But do you want to come in for an interview? <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, like choose the only person that got back to me, right? Yeah. So I go in and there's at a studio called Epitome Pictures and they're known for Degrassi. So it's like the studio where Degrassi shot yeah. and a bunch of other kids shows. Drake. Drake. Shout out Drake. Uh, anyways, Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey. Uh, yeah. As he's known there. Anyway, so I go there. And it was so fucked. I go in there for an interview. And I'm like, right out of film school. I was like, hey, I don't know anything, but like, I'll work for nothing. And like, I, you know, I want to learn all this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter how long the day is. And she's like, okay, like, I like, I like you, whatever. I'm going to pay you. Here's like the, the pay. It's like less than minimum wage or whatever it was. It's like non union gig. Yeah. And then she's like, I was like, okay, like, when are you going to start? She's like, okay, I need you to start next Monday. This was like on like a Tuesday or whatever. But she's like, don't say anything on your way out of here because I got to fire one of my other PAs that nice. you're replacing. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I literally walked by the two desks and there was two like office PAs in there. Like one of them got fired. And I was like, fucking. And you were in next I Monday. I took job like the next Monday. And I was like, I remember <laughs> her sitting here and she's like, yeah, I got to fire this guy. And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, you know, he's just been here too long. Got a little complacent. And he's some fresh blood. And I was like, oh, fuck. So like, introduction like, do you want to do it? To the <laughs> introduction to the business. I was like, okay. So essentially, you're just like the gopher. So yeah. I PA'd for like, a year and literally you like go on set so i was in the office as well you just like do any kind of bitch work so like 
literally every single day I'd print scripts and <laughs> like fucking staple them. That's an hour right there. Like you weren't like even at 75 scripts, like printing them, stapling them. There's like an office next to the set, then bringing them to set. And like one of the things I had to figure out how to do is like you take a full size script yeah. and you like format it with the Xerox machine. So it's like half page and like rotated. And then you take the big paper slicer and you slice it so that people get like mini pocket versions. Mm. That's like a whole day, right? That's there, about as complex. That impressive. That was about as complex. And as how many, uh, you know, when you're stapling them, them together how many sheets could you do with one staple that's a really good question so, <laughs> so that's actually a fantastic question so i fucking uh at first so many good stories from this place i learned like the hard way so many times how not to do stuff like first of all i was stapling it by hand and then like maybe a week into it the other girl whoever to this girl charlotte was like hey you know the uh photocopier has a stapler built into it right and i was like what Whoa. she's like yeah there's a feature where like it'll like it's like a fucking hundred thousand dollar photocopier yeah yeah because like they print like you know tens of thousands of sheets a week so like it literally does all the stapling and hole punching for you so that was like a good learning curve uh all sorts of shit like that should we give nice. a lot of training eh? No, zero training, but they, and they pay you. So it's like a, it's like a contract gig and the way it works in like the production industry. Cause everyone there's like a, essentially like a mercenary, like anyone <laughs> working on crew, like they like don't have a loyalty to anyone. They just like come and you got a lighting guy. He's in for like a couple days and they just, the accounting department just cuts checks and pays people weekly. So at yeah. the end of the week, you literally just go by the accounting department. They have an envelope with your name on it. It's like being a union dock worker and they just hand you your check. For Love the week. it. So it's wow. actually not bad when you're like right out of school. Cause they don't take any taxes off. Because nice, like, they, they want you to report it. They reply on, like, that's on you to do your taxes. So I was getting paid, like, no tax can take off my paycheck. Getting paid weekly. And I think I was getting, like, 150 bucks a day, five days a week. Not bad money. Not at all. And they paid for, uh, they actually gave me a car because I had to do a lot of driving for the job, too. Yeah. And I could drive to and from work as well with it. And they cover the gas and shit. And, like, a lot of times, like, oh, the other thing I had to do is just, like, bullshit errands. And, like, at the end of the day, I'd have to take all the... Uh, Fuck, I had to take all the tapes, like everything that they filmed that day, which is like probably like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of material. Cause like yeah. they got to get all those people to come back. That fucks up. You're pretty much toast. Yes. And I had to drive that downtown to a place called Technicolor. So like they gave me a car to do that. But then I'm driving like a bunch of Pelican cases in the trunk of this car driving down. Anyways, it was a pretty good gig. I did it for a year, but like it's, it's a tough sled. So, so going back. A little so that was bit my film degree to, to that. <laughs> Dude, to that's wild though. Yeah. It was really fucking fun. I will say. To the, to the film program, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the people that did uh, take more seriously, I guess, like, the, out here. like the, the practical side of filming and stuff. Yeah. You know, what was their kind of uh, trajectory <laughs> into, the, into the film world? Yeah. So there's like a number of people you could just tell that they're like film people, right? So yeah. some of them like independent film people. One of them was like this one guy. I don't know what he's doing now, but he's super into like YouTube. I think he's got a YouTube channel now. It's like actually pretty successful. Yeah. This is pretty ahead of the curve when we were still in school on YouTube. Like no one was making money on it yet, really. Um, a couple guys are like independent uh, videographers and just like have their own video business. And their guy runs his own company, uh, Mini Fridge Media, if you ever need any production work done. Cool. This guy actually will do it on the cheap. Andrew Osborne, great guy. Uh, oh, he yeah. essentially, like, he wants to be, do you know him? Anyways, he wants to be no. a director. Do you know him? And no, like but... the best way to be a director is just to start directing shit, right? So he just like started up a website, calls like companies, whatever. Hey, do you guys need a corporate training video made? Do you guys need a commercial shot? And like, I'll do it for like nothing, right? Yeah. Some like guys are name. producers. Yeah. Mini fridge media. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like the idea is like college, you know, mini fridge, like type low budget, but it's like, looks good. Anyways, it's cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of guys doing that. And then a lot of people honestly not working in film and media. And then a lot of people working in the advertising business, which is where like I ended up, mm -hmm. uh, cause there's a, like the advertising business is like a big time catch all for like people who thought they were going to be actors didn't work out. Thought nice. they were going to be like 
directors or like creatives didn't work out or like still want to be creatives and they're like, oh, I'm a copyright. I'm going to write this like sick Cheerios They're ad. like the teachers. Oh, you know? They're like, like the teachers of the creative world. Yeah, it's like how like a failed yeah. athlete becomes like a trainer at a yeah, gym yeah, yeah, yeah. or like becomes a gym teacher. It's like that kind of thing for like the fail. Like if you couldn't actually hack in like the real creative world, you end up going to, this is like really trashing people in the industry. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, but I like it. It's inflammatory but it's like, the, it's like people who like didn't really like, you know, like, Honestly, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone in like film school and like Queens does not have like the best film school. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other like better programs. Yeah. But I don't think anyone at film school is sitting there like, man, I can't wait to shoot this like sick Kleenex ad. You know, like no one wants to do that. <laughs> people want to like shoot like the next like Scorsese movie. You know, like all these people want to be like a legit filmmaker, yeah. but, but like yeah. a lot of them end up because like there's money in advertising and there's all these ad agencies out there that'll you know, they don't pay you very well, but they'll hire like a 22 year old kid to be a copywriter for like Loblaws or for like, you know, yeah. whatever beer brand. And like, you kind of get to learn some stuff. You get paid, you get to be on set, you get to shoot a commercial. And like some of these commercial directors, they make no, a they ton make of money. money. Like in they terms make a ton of, of money. failed, like when, when you say failed, you more just mean like, yeah, like failed on being the 1%, 0.1% of yeah. all directors that get to actually be a working paid, like for sure. creative. Whereas like yeah. teaching or being Almost an advertising, well yeah. paid gig. Yeah. Great kick. Yeah, not Don't a bad get me kick. wrong. And but, and like there are actually no, no joke a lot of successful filmmakers who actually got their start in advertising because yeah. that's where you can make some money, you can get some budget to mm-hmm. actually shoot something cool and then transition. So like Michael Bay famously started in advertising. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you like necessarily oh, want to be Michael Bay instead of Transformers, but speaking of Michael Bay, yeah. I watched that movie on Six the Underground. Weekend. Yeah, what do you think of it? Okay. I so it was pretty I got ridiculous. a lot. I got a lot of thoughts on Michael. <laughs> okay, Bay. I want to hear. Okay. So I I like Michael Bay. I think okay. Michael Bay kind of was at least for a long time, not so much recently, but for a long time was like kind of like the Nickelback of filmmakers. Totally. where it was That's like really popular analogy. to yeah. make fun of Michael Bay. It's like, oh, what is a Michael Bay movie? Like all oh, the late night shows to make fun of it. Like every shot's like a crane shot and like a shot of someone's ass and like everything's like really really sexualized, but. That being said, like he actually has made some like pretty sick movies. Like the first couple Transformers movies were ahead of their time. They're really dope. Yeah, they like I watched he the did, whole like, franchise. He did like eight of them, and like the lot, a lot of them sucked. But the first couple were like pretty cool with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And then like this new one, Six Underground. Like they, Netflix doesn't release this shit, but they must have paid him so much money. Like you watched it. I don't know if anybody else watched it. Yeah, I haven't watched the it. first like <laughs> I'd say the first twenty minutes. It's like a the car first ch- twenty minutes is the yeah. opening scene, the longest first, opening. Yeah, the scene first I've twenty ever minutes seen. is like a cold open car chase with like. <laughs> Probably like it feels like there's probably fifty million dollars worth of explosions in the. It's like insanity. It's insane. You gotta it's watch like, it, Travis. Uh, and like so, like it's that. so comical. Like you know, like you know, not to be like a film guy, but like you know, like Tarantino's movies are like there's like a lot of like Gore. aggressive blood splatter. Yeah. Like Michael Bay, it's like aggressive explosions. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like oh, yeah. a yeah, car yeah. like skids into a corner. Yeah. And like instead of just like skidding to a stop, it like does like ten flips and explodes in the air. It's it, pretty like, dope. Dog and stand then and on top of that, yeah. On top of that, there's so many cheesy one liners. Oh yeah. To so, fill in the blanks. <laughs> like, so like and like it's not like I don't think like Michael Bay's trying to be like high art. And I kind of feel that way tying it back to Nickelback. Same thing, but like listen, like you some Nickelback songs like there's a reason that they're like so popular it's like top radio music like totally yeah you know no one's gonna sit here and tell me that those guys like are fucking innovative but at the same time like some of those songs slap I saw a video like, of a John- Bay movie sometimes is dope I agree I yeah. saw a video of John Mayer giving Nickelback props Dude, I saw that too I yeah, was watching man. that with you Nickelback's yeah. dope it was like he was they were like what's an artist that you think is like kind of like Oh, it was on Hot Ones. You was watch it? Hot Ones? Yeah, shout out Sean Evans. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching the Sean Evans, and you should have these guys on Hot Ones. Oh, man. I That'd be a huge dude, point. Wicked. Dude, you're indigestion. Are I you know. I got me? terrible heartburn. 
uh, that just wouldn't go over And I'm well. just not a spice guy. Like, I, I, I have a little sriracha, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so I did the hot ones. So Because you can order those kits. Okay, so hot oh, ones. this is big. So this guy, Sean, so Sean Evans, legit complex magazine. And this, I actually want to get into asking you guys some questions about the podcast and everything. So Sean Evans, for those people that don't know, right, started hot ones years ago on YouTube. It's like complex magazine where he worked for, like, trying to do, like, so digital extension, which every company is trying to do. Yeah. He like comes up with a pretty, I think, genius format. If you work at the first couple, which are on YouTube, they're like terribly shot, like worse lighting than we have right now. And did you just have like, like friends on there and stuff? No, we had so like they get rappers into Complex Magazine. Yeah. So I like, do interviews with Complex, and then they're like, "Hey, we want to like build it our digital like video brand." Anyway, so he like he got a couple rappers on. I don't know who for the first couple, right? Anyways, Sean Evans now like obviously Holland's yeah. one of the biggest YouTube channels. They got picked up. Complex got picked up in Canada by Chorus, and they air Hot Ones after SNL on global now on no broadcast shit. tv damn anyway that's crazy series. which is crazy this guy out of nowhere so yeah i so you know part of my job working in the media industry like we're client of courses a lot of our clients buy media time of course one of like the promo things they do which i thought was pretty cool because normally the stuff that they do is pretty shit um is they came in and they did like a hot ones challenge with like my office Love so it. we like they had the actual sauces there and, like they tossed them we did them all not gonna lie couple of those sauces are so fucked like i've i've watched the show before and you see people like cringing and you're like oh celebrity like no man you know I, man i had like the what is it the uh the bomb beyond insanity the bomb yeah like whatever yeah. one that was it's like i was like crying i was sitting there i was like so no tough. way yeah but it was very fun it was very cool it's it's crazy was legit yeah when you're watching it no i think they do well yeah, they, they do well, but you can see how they're like very distracted near the end. He's asking all these pressing questions it, and they're trying not to like focus on how their mouth is it just totally, burning up. It does like, it just like does like fuck with your, like fogs your brain up. You know how they do like on big shows like Walking Dead Aftermath after show or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Game of Thrones after show, whatever. Yeah. Like I'd love to do a hot ones after show and <laughs> yeah. just like, just like be like hear about like, did you, how was the shit? Like no, so they, butthole on fire. I, so I like follow Sean Evans on like Twitter and shit like that. And I don't remember who it was, but they're saying one of those celebs like he I guess he was like putting on the website or whatever, talking about after show. He's like the guy like lay on the couch for like forty five minutes in their green room, like, yeah. like just roll, riding in pain and then was like passed out for a bit. Like they were like, I would love to see that. That it's would like, be oh, me. I wanna see yeah. I wanna see what happens after. I want yeah. a camera crew yeah. to follow them for the next for sure. hour. Yeah. Well, even like for like, if you eat like, not to get too graphic, but if you eat like a lot of really spicy food, it's really on the way out where you're in trouble. That's right? the scariest so it's part. Like, but that can take 24 plus hours, right? So you could be like the next Ooh. afternoon. This guy's in another interview. He's like, I got to go take a crunch and it comes out spicy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing that I was talking about with uh, my, my, cousin, my cousins that <laughs> you know? when we were watching. Let me tell you, it happened to me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> is uh sean evans tolerance like this guy is banging out these interviews you know and he's, i think you build up a tolerance yeah. of sorts i think you must yeah he, he said i as so i'm saying one episode he did go to like the doctor to make sure everything was good also if you're like a career like like you're interviewing like i don't know like seth rogan or something and you're just like some guy from complex and you're like my whole career is like right you got to tough out those wings <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like you just like if you know what i mean like if i if i had 100%. that opportunity like you're trying to make it in the biz like you do whatever you got to do I, I like i one day when uh you know john famous is pumping up and we get on hot ones yeah you'll see how much of a little baby back biatch <laughs> i am with spices i mean hot wings when i go to a restaurant and my friends get medium like medium at duff's I think is spicy. Yeah, it duffs. If you know duffs. Yeah, I love medium at duffs. Medium at duffs, I find spicy. Are you a spicy guy? Uh, Yeah, I love spicy food. Yeah. Yeah. Which you wouldn't think looking at me. 
Cause you I'm, know what like, I think I gotta, that yeah I look very like I like like mayo is too hot for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I look, is, I look like get, the kind of guy who thinks like peppers. I hot. get sriracha mayo and I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I Ooh, love spicy kick food. To that. I like put sriracha on yeah. everything like to a fault. To be honest, no. Um, yeah. I got, I got to burn away. I got to maybe smoke like 10 packs of cigarettes in a day or something. Yeah, really sure. melt that tongue that's, down. That's, that's, is that, I don't, I've never, <laughs> that's how, yeah. Does that melt your tongue down? I think Darts? so. No, no, you just, you lose taste. You lose taste, I but that's, that's why, that's right, why right, smokers right, put right, hot sauce and everything. Or right. salt. They so if like I was going to hot ones, I would start smoking Oh, that makes, I'm not, I'm a cigarettes. non-smoker. That makes sense. Okay. As, if I was going on hot ones, I knew like a month or two out, I'd pick yeah. up a pack a day habit. Yeah. Ride that in there. And then we'll see how it goes. But uh, this is funny. Let's reel it back to the story. Okay, though. yeah. You're doing PAing for your you you like it. I feel like okay, some so, sick part okay. of you liked it. So sick part of me liked it, like a little sadistically. Okay, so listen, it's like cool to be behind the scenes on a film set. So first of all, you go to film school and they like teach you all this shit, and then like a week into being a PA, you're like, wow, would have been helpful for them to teach me like any of this crap that actually mm. matters. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck a gaffer is. Like, yeah. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't actually know. <laughs> it's insane. Hey, how we go to programs? Yeah, He's you the guy that, yeah. that keeps the, the dick hard for the set. That is yeah. a fluffer, but <laughs> plus, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Sorry. not on those kind of sets. Oh, okay. I, I can't, honestly, like, a sick part of me wishes that I did. Like, I would do what porn a story, sets right? for sure. Anyway, so, like, you don't learn anything, but I kind of did like it, and, like, I was in and out of work. So, like, I worked in the last season in the office of, like, an old, like, the fucking latest season of Degrassi or whatever and then I like didn't have a job for a week because like when they don't have product like when they're not shooting like you're just like go home right yeah and then they shot some like small uh show called uh Disorderly or We Are Disorderly which is like some former Degrassi people wrote it's like a comedy it was pretty funny it's like sketch comedy these guys like pretty much bootstrapped it we're doing it for nothing we're trying to sell it to Funny or Die yeah and that because like they couldn't afford like a real crew they like got me on as like something bigger I was a PA but normally there's like so normally the hierarchy kind of on a set is like the, you wouldn't think this, but the first assistant director, so the first AD is mm-hmm. in charge of everything. Okay. They're like the quarterback. They run the whole thing. The director is like theoretically in front of them, but the director is like worried about directing. The first AD like runs the ship. So like they tell everyone when time shit starts, they yell at people when they're late. They like mm-hmm. tell lighting, like they like run the show. They're like the conductor. And then the first AD, normally there's a second AD and the second AD uh, does all the bitch work for the first AD, like printing out schedules, like calling people, like, oh shit, we need like another uh, like lighting electrician another tomorrow. Fluffer. You call someone, we need a new fluffer, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. And then below <laughs> that, on some sets, you'll have a third AD. And the third AD is really just like the bitch beyond bitches. And he runs the PAs. <laughs> and okay? oh, so, so like, so bottom, the, and no, the PAs bottom. are like below the scum. So like the PAs are like, hey, we need coffee. Like we need to move that truck from here to here. We need like, you need to stand outside this door and tell people to be quiet for three hours. Like that's the PA gig. So because this thing was so low budget, they didn't have like the budget for like a fucking PA. So you're basically days. like. So I got like to actually be like more involved with the first AD. Yeah. Like one of the things I did was like he handed me the keys to his car. I was like, go move my car, right? Like that's the kind of shit. Like great experience. <laughs> great experience. You know, like, yeah. But it's really a little old school like that. Anyway, so I got like good experience on that, but I kind of was like, okay, uh, I'm, what am I gonna do? Like PA forever, and then. The guys I PA with, a lot of cool guys and girls, like, you know, during lunch or whatever, when you're shooting the shit, a lot of standing around time to be like, hey, so like, what do you want to do? Like, hey, I wrote this script. Hey, like, you want to, we should work on this project. I'm trying to get this thing, all this kind of shit. And I was like, I haven't written anything. I do not want to direct anything. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. They're like, oh, you don't want to like be a director? I was like, not at all. They're Mm. like, okay, like you shouldn't, like, what are you doing here then? I was like, I don't know, man. I just like. 
I just went to film school. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to figure <laughs> I just, it out. Just told so, to show up. Yeah. So after like a year of that, I was like, okay, I got to get like a sales kit. I got, I want to work in like the industry side. And everyone's like, oh, you got to get a sales gig, right? Like no one's going to take you seriously. Sales for sa- TV? No. Well, I wanted to do that, right? I wanted to do like sales for like the television like industry and yeah, or whatever. Stuff. But like they don't really like hand those jobs out. Yeah. So I got actually a gig working for an insurance company in sales, which is like real left turn. Yeah. Big and swerve. at the time it was like a weird swerve. But also I was like, I don't know, like if I'm gonna do, I don't know why I did it. To be honest, like now I would never have done that. But I, at the moment, I was like, they're gonna pay me a salary, so I didn't have like I don't need to deal with this like bullshit day in day out. I'm gonna work like nine to five Monday to Friday, and like I probably have like a year of runway where they're gonna train me, give me some sales training, et cetera, et cetera, and then maybe like I'll go back to school. I was like, oh, maybe I'll like do whatever. But like this will be good experience. Always thinking I wanted to work in the media biz, so I spent a year working in insurance, which is kind of like I, that's a bit of a write off. Don't really remember it. Yeah. <laughs> You like blacked out for the whole year? Pretty much. I oh my god, I would mail it in. So I had to work with Markham. I would drive up to Markham every day and like just do nothing because like the targets were pretty low for this yeah. for this insurance sales gig. So like I just I know like the first couple of months I figured out that like I could just do enough to like cover my salary, which was like not a lot of money, and like make a little bit of bonus if I worked like half the time the Love rest it. of the time i do whatever so i'd go for lunch every day i'd like leave early like just mail work from home like just dumb shit um and i was like living with buddies at the time so like it's just like i didn't really care about the job all the while being like i gotta get out of this i gotta get back into the yeah, media yeah, business because yeah. that's what i wanted to do so i was like applying for jobs in the media business ended up getting a job back at bell media where i'd done my internship after a year of doing that and they're like, oh, this guy's got sales experience. And like, boom, I got a job, which was like super lucky, to be honest. There's probably like a couple hundred people apply for this job that I got. And like, I have no idea. You had idea a very unique background of yeah. film school, PAing sales. Yeah, they're like, film. <laughs> this guy's like, they're like, yeah, this guy went to film school. He like gets like the media business, I guess. Not that I did. And then they're like, and he's got a sales background. I could like lie on my resume or like exaggerate my resume yeah. and be like, I hit a quota of this amount. And like, they like that in a sales job. So, I ended up getting a gig at Bell, and uh, yeah, and and the rest is history. And then, well, then yeah, I worked at Bell for three years, and actually just left Bell this summer and oh. joined a small media company um, that's like in the same industry, uh, still buying and selling media, but like a smaller company, more family-run situation. But yeah, kind of the rest just, is history. Just give like the basic gist of buying and selling media. Okay, yeah. So here's I'll give you like the the Coles notes. Okay, so um, think about like all the media in Canada, and when I think about media, I'm talking about like broadcast media so television radio outdoor billboards that you see and then like stuff online facebook google all that kind of shit right so generally uh vendors so that would be like a bell media so like all the tv stations ctv and tsn and all that kind of shit or like chorus like global or the cbc or rogers they have airtime available right across television and, and radio and they also own billboards like the billboard companies that you see they're just trying to sell that now some of that they sell directly to clients they'd sell to like uh you know, whatever company fucking, I don't know, like Labatt's, right? Would yep. buy like a certain amount of dollars of that. But for the most part, those big companies uh, like aren't sophisticated enough to buy that stuff. So they employ like a media agency to buy it. Oh, and the media okay. agency is kind of like the brokerage business between the airtime and the brands. So like I'm an agency, my client's Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons says, hey, I got $50 million this year to spend on advertising. You go fucking spend it for me. And then I, me as the agency, I go in there and I call Ro- Rogers and Chorus and I say, hey, I got $50 million. 
what can you guys offer me? And they'll be like, oh, I got spots in the Leaf game. I got spots in like this new show on CTV. I got all this kind of shit. Yeah. All these negotiations happen, and then that's kind of the business. So I was selling airtime to agencies at Bell Media. Now you're buying? And now I'm buying and on behalf of clients at a small uh, small agency. So yeah. is this is this as cool as I'm making it out no. in my mind? No, not okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Sounds cool. It sounds cool as shit. Yeah, my first gig at Bell was like, it was cool because you're like, oh shit, like I'm selling like advertising time. Like that's like how, like, I don't know. In the past, I think most people are like, I don't know how that works. Like that sounds kind of cool. And like, I think a lot of people probably hear like, oh, Super Bowl ad costs like 5 million bucks. That's most people's like, that's what they know about advertising. And they know like advertising is big business, television advertising is big business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, it was like, it was definitely very cool when I first started. I think now I like, it's kind of like anything where if like once you peel back the first layer of it and you learn a little bit about it, you're like, oh, this is like not as sophisticated or as like cool. And like these are just like kind of regular people who do this job. That mm-hmm. being said, it is like still somewhat interesting because the product that I'm buying and selling, like the mass of people engage with, right? Like, so like if I buy a spot in the Leaf game, when everyone's watching the Leaf game, I can be like, oh, that's my client, right? Yeah. And like that's kind of cool. Whereas like if you're selling like insurance or you're selling like fucking bonds and stocks and all that kind of stuff, people like don't really have any engagement to it. So to that part of it, it's definitely cool. It's like a B2B sales job, like business to business. Yeah, but, but it doesn't mean there's a lot of, uh, you know, like uh, going out to grease up a couple clients. There is, there's definitely a good amount. So I always hear, I think this is true for fucking everyone our age. You always hear about like the good old days. Like I used to hear about the good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be sure. like, ah, oh, it's not like it used to be back in like the CTV good old days. So I was like, what does that mean? They're like, oh man, like, our Christmas party, they spent a million dollars on one year and they had these like girls riding around on horses with no tops on. And I'm like, that cannot be true. But I think it, it was also, be. it also <laughs> can be. They're like, yeah, we used to take a private jet to the Super Bowl and people were doing coke in the bathroom. I'm like, what year was this? But I think that actually was the case. Well, you see Matt, uh, Mad Men, right? Like the... Yeah, anything yeah. advertising used to be dope for sure. So like, there's like the Mad Men, like kind of like advertising used to be. I think like a bit of a Wild West kind of dope because yeah. like it is a little bit uh, like there's a lot. Of, and I've heard I think it still is it's kind st- of so it's still I think more than other industries. There's a yeah. lot. So there's a lot of like going out. Um, again, it's like tailed off compared to what it used to be. I think even since I've been in the business like four or five years, but. Uh, yeah, people like to go out. There's like a lot of going to Leaf games and like going for lunches and like beers on the company, which is great. And like, which you is your bread and fucking this is butter. it's my wheelhouse. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think like going to the Leaf game and having a beer is something I would put on my resume. Like, I'd endorse skill. you on yeah. LinkedIn for that mm-hmm. if you could. It's weird. I would like like to be able to sell myself on being able because that is like an important part of the job. Weirdly, like for sure, if you like, you're a client. So like, I'm a client of like bells right in courses because we spend a lot of money with those brands the like reps there have a budget to take out their clients and like they want to have a good time too but they kind of can't have a good time unless they're entertaining you so there's a little like a wink wink nudge nudge like hey we're gonna go out tonight and like drink a shitload of beers and like because i'm entertaining you but also it's like my night away from like the wife or the kids or whatever so like we're just gonna have a blast and like vice versa we have clients that like we like I take out you like would our take clients, out course right? and Bell. Yeah. Well, no, well, I would take out like sorry, our advertisers. Reverse, reverse, yeah, yeah, so they sorry, Labatt, course, would take, take out, out and like Labatt's my client. Like I'm like yeah. the CMO of Labatt you or the VP of marketing Labatt. I'm like, yeah, let's go fucking play around at golf, like beers, whatever. And like a lot of the the business does still happen around that, which is again, it's pretty good time. I can't complain about that. Would you? So I mean, with Chorus dealing with hot ones now. And that being one of your clients, would you have any, I mean, like you're obviously a fan of Sean Evans. Would you have any sort of direct 
you know, path to him, like yeah, in terms so of talks or like not, whatever's happening. Sean Evans probably not. Like the thing about the Canadian media business is like it's so lame compared to the U.S., right? Yeah. Because like most of the content that we watch is just syndicated from the U.S., right? So we just pick up U.S. shows and air them here. Now, there is like definitely some like, you know, celebrity like chasing that happens where people like want to like meet the like Canadian celebs, right? So like if you're like a big advertiser, you'll be like, oh, like we'll take you to like a shoot, like a, a airing or a taping of like the social on CTV. If like you care about seeing like, you know, <laughs> Melissa Grello or whatever those girls are like, oh, we'll take you to like the Maryland Dennis show and shit. And, like some people do really like that stuff. Like I'm not knocking on them or like, we'll take you to like a taping. Like I've been on like the TSN set a bunch of times. Yeah. That's like kind of cool. Like I've met like a bunch of the TSN guys. That's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like as a client, like, oh, you can like come meet like, you know, James Duffy and Jeff O'Neill. Or it's like, oh, like come like, you know, to whatever it is, yeah, there's yeah. a little that bit makes of that sense. for that sure. And like the client like spends like a million dollars in the leaf game over the course of the year. Yeah. Like TSN's going to be like, yeah, come on down and do whatever. Right. Any like uh leaf access. Uh, I've gone to like a lot of games on company dollar, but never um, met the boys. I will. I have not. I will say that like, I know people have in the industry. I know that I, I certainly haven't, but there's Once definitely that the kind ladder. of, you got to climb the ladder. You gotta get higher with the ladder. Well, I will say like none of our clients are big enough to warrant that kind of stuff. So speaking of the ladder, though, yeah, you think this is your path? You think this is your your ladder? What a, like what a question. I don't know. It's a good question. So I kind of my current role, I kind of fell ass backwards into, to be honest. So I like a pr like a pretty junior sales role at Bell, like plugging along, doing fine. Like had like some cl like agency clients I worked on, but like it was nothing like super special. Um, and then this agency that called me. Um, we got like connected through a recruiter or whatever. And they're like, Hey, we're hiring someone in like a more senior role. Would you be interested? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like what, what do I have to lose? And I'm meeting with them. And like, you know, the agency I work for has a, it's a smaller agency. They have a much smaller client base. None of our clients are like those big Canadian brands they're used to. We really yeah. like live in like a boutique space where, um, our client mix is like a lot of really, really low end products that you're used to seeing on TV and then some kind of higher end international or US tech products. So like to give you an example, like Trivago is a big client of ours, which yep. is kind of our biggest. Uh, Sleep Country Canada, like those yeah. are like well, pretty big clients, right? Yeah, yeah. Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter, exactly. So those are clients. No free ads though. I don't really want to yeah. know. Yeah, like yeah. Zip Recruiter should I'll, be paid I'll edit this. all this out. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh <laughs> Yeah, like we should all be getting paid on this. We're yeah, hundred percent. Well, you have the connections, man. But like, you're the we fucking you know, buy or sell. I know. I'm what? How many people listen to this? You tell me. <laughs> Just make me an offer, buddy. Uh, okay, we got about. Yeah, uh, give me some download li numbers. Lifetime listens on this. On we this do one a per episode? inquiry deal. What's that mean? We'll do a per inquiry deal. So like a lot of those deals, like smaller podcasts or smaller radio and stuff like that, they you just shout out the brand for free. And then if someone transacts based on this, we'll use like a unique promo code for you or a unique phone number or whatever mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. a unique URL. If someone transacts, then we pay you. But only if someone transacts. Otherwise, you're just... Okay, send over the paperwork. Spissing in the okay. wind. Yeah. But yeah, like, the, there's kind of the, no yeah, risk for the promo anyone, codes. right? There's promo no risk codes. on the promo code, right? Because you guys got no risk. Time I mean, we, we All get... this is devalue your airtime a little bit. So that's the challenge with doing too much per inquiry work. It's like, well, no one's going to pay just straight cash for it if they're used to getting it for free. We, but we you guys like, are probably at the point where you're looking for anything you can no, get. No, we're, we, we're yeah, at the moment. I, mean, I don't know how much. You also don't want to piss off True History Brunco. I don't know how much they're paying Yeah, they're the kind promo. of our main sponsor right now. I assume right they're now. paying you know, six, seven figures a year for the sponsorship. I I, assume this yeah. No, this is like an important brand integration. Like, I'm just, yeah, I mean, like, let's get it. Let's give another moment of airtime to True History because they, yeah, mm, they pay us delicious. a lot. <laughs> I'm talking like. You're right. There's nothing I like more than True History Brewing Co. Yeah. 
like several thousand pesos. All those times I said uh, yeah. the bad earlier, you got to bleep it out and just yeah. put over like, yeah, big clients like True History Brewing Co. No, I mean, where we're at right now with the podcast, first of all. Yeah, I got a lot of questions for you guys. The podcast, Are we done No, we're not me? done on you. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, you never said if you want to do this. I, that's a good question. I have no idea. I was at like a Christmas party last night and my cousin was there and he's in third year university and he's like, when did you know what you wanted to do? And I was like, man, I still have no fucking idea what I want to do. Like, I just like essentially get up every day and just keep doing stuff. Yeah. I think like for the most part, <laughs> like honestly, like I, yeah. it sounds stupid, but like, I think for the most part, what I like to do, like I sometimes sit, I definitely sit down and reflect on it occasionally. Yeah. Um, and I think like what I like to do is generally, I like being around like large groups of people. I think Robbie can attest to that. Like definitely, I generally am like a, like, you know, uh, collaborative person. like team person. So yeah. that's like an objective for me. And I'd say I, you fall more on the leadership side. Yeah. Like, like I like, I, yeah. Things. And that's part of the reason I took the gig that I took at the smaller company leaving bell because, I, excuse me, because I had an opportunity to like have a, a leadership role. Right. So yeah. like, I like, I like doing that stuff. Now that being said, like if tomorrow you told me like there was like a cool job, like, you know, working for like a, like a, fucking oil and gas company i don't know like maybe like i'm right. not like necessarily set on the film and media business it's just like what i know it's kind of where i am now and like i have a lot of connections in the industry and a lot of people would be like that would be so stupid for you to leave but at the same time like i'm always looking for like a new challenge i think a lot of the skills are transferable like when i'm really interested about it that has like almost nothing to do with the actual like product mm -hmm. and a lot of it just has to do with like i like the 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 business of it. I kind of like the sales element. I like the teamwork, all that kind of stuff. Is, is there any like small thing you do like hobby or passion wise that like maybe you do or you don't admit it as much, but you're like, you know what, if I were to do this for a living, like that would be dope. Or are you truly just, you get home from work and you just love to socialize, play puck, play golf. I think like if there was a way I could socialize professionally, yeah, I would mm -hmm. do that. Like you and love like, being out and just want I like being dining. out. I like, I don't, I what like wine and dining, but I like, I don't know. I like like talking in front of people, which a lot of people hate. Like I don't mind doing a presentation in front of a group of people. Okay, I like right. like shooting the shit with the guys. I like like teamwork stuff. I like, like I kind of like all that stuff. I also like, I spend a lot of time at work, probably more than I should admit, like just consuming content. Like I really, really <laughs> spend a lot of time. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts and I have for like a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. I like, I'm embarrassed to say how much I spend on like Twitter and like Reddit and like looking at news. Like I consume would you manage news, like, like you pretty much, but like, you, I don't know like what that does for me, but I do. I think I do it's that like, uh, I don't know. It, is that a job? It, it grows your, yeah, no, like, it grows yeah. your cultural knowledge. Yeah. Like I, I just like, like learning stuff. I don't know if there's a way you can like make a living out of doing that, but like, I like that kind of shit. I got you. So like the same reason you started up like the social media for our hockey team, just for shits. Like, if yeah. there was some job where you had to be on interacting with social media in a team setting where you had a group of people yeah. working together on it and it involved uh, giving speeches, socializing, yeah. and and selling that knowledge, yeah, then I think that yeah, could I think, exist. Yeah, like that kind of does exist. I think what I've like thought about is there's there's guys that work either like in consulting or work even in the media space, but not and consulting because you'd be doing. No, no, it. I know, but their yeah. whole gig is essentially like. The, the top of the funnel biz development stuff, yeah. which is essentially you go meet with a group of people you've never met with. You like talk about an idea, you present an idea and then like the executional stuff happens later. I'd say like, that's definitely my skill set. I'm like not a bad execution guy, but like that's definitely not what I'm great at. There's people that are a lot better at that. That's why like my job right now, it's business development for my agency. So while I am buying media on behalf of clients, really my job is to like go meet a new client, convince them to work with us, 
and then the rest happens. Like that's like I'm more of like an open the door, like big picture kind of guy. Yeah. And if there was an industry where I could just do like the you know the top top percent of that, uh, I think a lot of people want to do that. But that'd be like the dream. But, but I, I t- sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, um, you know, that that question of something that you would want to do, like more specialized. Yeah. Uh, in like in sort of the category of film yeah what do you see as like an ideal job in you know maybe the film industry yeah yeah i think um it's a good question there's like a lot of so the one thing that i think i find the most interesting about our job right now is like there's a lot of disruption so the way that like a lot of people consume media has dramatically changed obviously like we're sitting here First of all, we're producing a podcast, yeah, what which I think like is would be crazy for someone to have suggested even five years ago. There were very few podcasts. Now it's really hit like a fever pitch. Um, you guys essentially, as like musicians, are able to we had the self-publish yeah. everything on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm able to consume it pretty frictionlessly, like without having to like. There's almost no third parties involved besides technology. So I think like what I find interesting right now is like all those changing habits. So like whether it's stuff through Netflix compared to like broadcast TV and like appointment viewing, like terrestrial radio versus podcasting or like on demand music, anything that's like, you know, on kind of the future. Like I spent a lot of time, you know, reading and going to conferences about like the future of media and like what it's going to look like in 2029 or like 10 years from now. And I find that stuff pretty interesting. I think like if you look back at the uh, prognosticating about 2019 and 2009, a lot of it was pretty wrong. Like a lot of people didn't really get where things were going. Like yeah. no one believed that um, I mean, Netflix would be in like almost a 70% of households in the US. Like it's crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. no one expected that. Um, we're so, perfect examples. If I yeah. had any idea of how powerful the internet media streaming like YouTube, mm-hmm. SoundCloud rappers, people yeah. on Spotify... I mean, I would have done this right out of high school. Yeah, so I think I talk about that all the time. It's like if I had really thought about it, I would have, I would have, and I don't really like being like the quote unquote person in front of the camera, the influencer, so to speak, but I would have started some kind of following while we were in university for sure. Yeah. I spent so much time in university, like reading a fucking film textbook and like learning how to like set up like three points of lighting for with a camera that shot fucking film, like not digitally, it shot on film. (laughs) And like, if I just scrapped all of that and started a YouTube channel, I, like it just, w- I would have learned so much more. It would have been way more in line with what's going on right now. Like a lot of the skills that like I was taught to learn and like the yeah, analog no. stage are like useless. I'm sure you guys feel that way too. Although like kudos to you guys. Even like how long ago did you start this podcast? Like a year? Like no, two years ago. We're on two a two years. Coming on so a you two guys year are like ahead of the curve now. Like I, I honestly think you guys are ahead of the curve on that. And I think from like a publishing standpoint, uh, there's just going to be more democratization of it, right? Like everything is like that. Like. I can I can reach like pretty much anyone worldwide like through Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter if like you got a good idea or you got something interesting yeah. to say. Where like that wasn't the case like a couple years ago. Yeah, completely unrelated, but Yeah, give me a sidebar. I got really serious. <laughs> yes, quit being so serious. Have, have, have you seen have you seen that commercial where uh it's it's the guy and the girl they're out on a date and the guy's got the warped V-neck? Oh yeah, it's half washed. <laughs> Come on, dude. Tell me this. It's ha- dude, I actually <laughs> look, so look at this. No no free ads. But shout out! I wish I knew what. You don't like my I waffle think, collar. I think it's uh, this fuck. collar is exactly. So I don't, commercial. I don't remember what brand it is, but yo, this is half washed. I mean, yeah. I just pulled this out. Of, I, I just pulled this out of the washer. That is very half. washed. Or out of the dryer. I mean, yeah. Fuck! I know the ad. It's a great one. <laughs> so the other thing. Okay. Too. So I will well, first say, of all, like, fuck you guys, but let's go back to it. I will <laughs> say, I actually have always kind of loved like 
I kind of love the absurdity. I will. I kind of lied earlier saying I don't really care about advertising that much. I do love the absurdity of advertising because like traditional TV advertising, you got 30 seconds, right? Traditionally, yeah. you got 30 seconds and you got to like sell a whole lot of shit in 30 seconds. You got to like create an emotion. You got to like drive someone to like feel something about the ad. It's got to be memorable. It's got to, you got to be able to see it like, you know, dozens of times without really hating it. Some ads, like you don't like them at first, then you love them, then you really hate them after a while, then maybe you love them again. Yeah. Like there's a lot that I think like from growing up we can remember like that like stick in my head. Like this one, immediately I knew what it was, half washed. Like yeah. <laughs> I think about like, I think about an ad that came out more than 10 years ago that you guys probably will not remember, but it was a Harvey's ad and it was like how everyone's got their different type of burger and it was like just ketchup and mustard the gordo burger yeah and I the voiceover the... was boy gordo yeah. it's just like <laughs> the dumbest thing ever but like that's like that's in my attaboy gordo's in my brain forever and there's a lot of ads like that i think dude you like, give me I a jingle like, i mean like yeah like a good oh, love... 800 588 empire today or, or what about uh, the guys march the guys marching down the street Maker Laker yeah, it's maker, a vodka Laker. beer give me exactly. a jingle it's in the noggin yeah. a, j- a jingle I do love a good jingle I could think yeah. is if so if I were to project what I think you'd be amazing at okay now that I hear what you you like maybe not but I mean I thought you'd be like a great like commercial ideas guy just from okay so I will say I'm like a I'm a quote unquote business of the industry like buying and selling yeah. like more like the number side of it but I'm like deep down a little bit of an ideas guy I always try to shoehorn my ideas in there you know like <laughs> yeah. usually there's like creative types that already have their ideas I like try to get involved um, like, and they're like no this guy's like the sales guy this guy doesn't know ideas but like deep down I think I am a bit of an ideas guy I, I, I like to try I'd to, sl- I try to, to try to slip him in the back door you know yeah yeah and just try to slide I'm I like, like, hey what about we try it this way you know like no, just, we're talking about work oh sorry yeah yeah work big back door guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you know what i mean i do i do i absolutely do um that could have been a commercial right there the back door yeah that's like there's something to that i mean let's, i'm just saying that's what that would be like my outsider's perspective because i really only see you in your element i've never hung out with you not in a big group yeah not when you you know you're, you're except sleep. for right now you're except for right now, not when you're. you're Although sleep. we got what hundreds of thousands of people listening to this. I mean, watching? hundreds it's, for sure. Yeah, yeah. thousands <laughs> hundreds we're or on. thousands, not hundreds, hundreds of thousands. or thousands. <laughs> yeah, um, but you always see in the hockey dressing room or with the lads. You always got the, you know, you got some good content. I'm always a fan. I would have assumed. I would have assumed something comedic, commercial could be like a natural. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. But um, no, that was a huge insight. A huge insight into what you're doing, the day to day. You're not really bogged down by any sort of nagging feelings of, because you said you don't know what you you, you want to do, but no idea. It doesn't really bog you down. It doesn't really. You're not like oh, like okay, existential okay, about this, it. Okay, I, so I'm not, but I do think, and like the times I do get existential about it is because like when I realize that like I'm not like that because I like am pretty privileged to be honest. Like yeah, and like I'm not like the richest guy in the room, but like I don't have any student debt that i'm dealing with yeah right i'm like good to go i don't have any like dependents right i don't have like a kid i don't have like a dog or anything like that like realistically i always think like okay like let's just say like tomorrow like my company fucking just goes out of business i'm like probably okay for like a while and then (laughs) theoretically i just kind of trust that like you know between the guys in the locker room at beer league and like guys i know i'd probably be able to get a job that at least like pays the rent oh like i'm just like totally you know i just feel like and this is maybe like a little cocky or just like a result of like just so far I haven't had very many hardships from like a financial standpoint. Yeah. I like, I don't worry about that. Cause I know that deep down now, like ask, talk to me in like five years. If I have like a house and like a kid, I might be like 
fucking up to like here with stress yeah, and like yeah, worried yeah. about every dollar. But at the moment, I don't really worry about it too much, uh, which I think is probably healthy. Although sometimes I could probably plan ahead a little better. But I mean, yeah, I kind of <laughs> just like to roll with the punches. Yeah, I, no, I'm I'm more with you. I, yeah, I, I, I we ask these questions. It's like, well, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow anyway. So I'm like, telling you, you can't take it with you. Yeah, you can't, you can't take it with you, buddy. <laughs> That's what my dad always says. You can't, says. You can't you take know, it with treats you. Himself, yeah. he treats himself these days. Yeah. he's always like, yeah. can't take it. Can't with take me. it with you. You're thinking like, Dad, it's my fucking inheritance. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I can't oh can take it with me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can take it. Yeah, I can take it. Like, don't be spending all this. That's fucking funny. But I wanted to ask you as well because I think it's super cool. But you. You are a um, like a Cohen. You are a seaman. Yeah. Okay. So I got. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You're part of his so, boat, aren't so you? So Eric Cohen's been on this podcast a number of times. I understand. Yes. I. I'll, okay. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I haven't listened to any of them. Holy shit! With uh, Eric or in general? No, with Eric. Okay. I listen to all the other ones. I skipped Eric's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yikes. I think if uh, Eric heard that right now. No, I know. Eric doesn't. He'd have listen. something to say. Well, no. We're gonna, okay. Let's do a test. No one t- tell him. Okay. And we'll see if he listens to this and then he'll let me know. It, okay. Or maybe he'll just be sad. I don't want Eric. Don't be upset. I love you, buddy. But uh, I haven't listened to any of them with Eric. And, but I do understand from hearing from Mark Wilson and a few other people that he's mentioned our boat a new, a number of times. Yeah, I mean, like yes. we, we mention it a lot, but he definitely doesn't mind talking about it. He likes to bring it up. He likes, now, I he love likes Eric. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I love our boat. We bought a sailboat a couple years ago, which is like, there's no way to say that without sounding like an asshole. So yep. I'm just powering through that. Well, but, there's no way to say its name without sounding like Well, <laughs> well Bismarck. After, yeah. after Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, okay. One okay. of the, the capital of North Dakota. Yeah, Bismarck, sure. North Dakota. Also, Otto von Bismarck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just give you the breakdown of the name because people are kind of all of a sudden, I'm going to get like Me Too'd here for being a Nazi well, or something like that. Well, we've said okay, it twice so, on his episodes, the okay. Me Too's. I, well, no one listens to them. I told you. People are going to okay. listen to this. I'm going to drive a ton of... Well, I'll, <laughs> ton put of on, I'll put this on my LinkedIn page. Um, <laughs> anyways, no. So, uh, put on my TikTok. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that too. We're talking about that before we start recording. Yeah. This is like, the, that's the pre-show and the after show. Anyways. Uh, we got us. We bought a sailboat from some guys that I knew from Kilku Camp, named the Bismarck. Now, for those people that don't know, Otto von Bismarck is kind of like the Sir John and McDonald of Germany. He's responsible for, uh, uh, you know, the Prussian Empire and the Ottoman Empire, essentially turning into like modern Germany. Cool. He wore those cool hats with the spike on it. Yeah, nice, probably seen nice. characterized. Anyways, the problematic point of it is that during World War II, the Nazis' most famous. Uh, warship was called the Bismarck, but but by the same thing, like you yeah, could, like then people driving Mercedes are Nazis. Exactly. So that's why my saying people are like, oh, you should change the name first. Or of all, Volkswagen. Das Auto. Yeah. So first of all, it's bad luck to change a boat's name. So what do you want to do? That go to sea and die? No thanks. Second of all, yeah, uh, it's not named after the Nazi boat. It's named after the guy who started the country. I mean, that could be argued. The Bismarck famously sunk the hood. Yeah. Or no. The Bismarck, no, the hood sunk the, the Bismarck. Hood sunk the, the, the Bismarck sunk a bunch of other boats. Yeah. And then the British Royal Navy got really pissed off. I, this is third hand knowledge. I don't really know this, but I watched, it's in the, a song. I watched World War II in color on Netflix, and this was yes. in there somewhere. Okay. Uh, and then the hood, which is the British Royal Navy, they sunk the Bismarck. Anyways, that's our sailboat. It's about to sink anytime. It's a real piece of shit, <laughs> but uh, we love it. And it's like a great, it's honestly just the story that I just mentioned right now. That's gotten me through like so many uh, like Sailor awkward chats. parties and like people like, oh, you have a sailboat? And I just say that and then they get bored and I walk away. It's like a good small talk thing. to, <laughs> just to like, get out. Yeah, it's a good out. Be like, yeah, anyways. And then you walk away. It's like a good little thing. Yeah, let me, let me like, get another drink. Yeah, let me get another. I'll exactly. be right back. And now you never you, come back. 
Is Never. It, that's my. I love doing that. I love just getting <laughs> out of a conversation. There's like nothing better. Dude, that was that was the one bad thing about being sober for a year is I never had that. Out. You were sober for a year. Yeah, I went sober for a year. Really? Yeah. When? And I mean, that's no. This was like two years ago, maybe. No way. I didn't know that. But wait, uh, wait. Before you get into that, I just want to mention yeah. was gonna on, get into on Cohen's on Cohen's episodes okay. uh, talking about the boat. We've also mentioned how we're gonna do an episode on yes. the boat. That's a great idea. Moving forward, maybe like next go summer below, or something. Below deck. And uh, we'll, have, yeah. we'll have to go to four I mean. of us. Yeah. Exactly. International waters. There's no rules out there. <laughs> <laughs> we like to say that like once you're like you know half a kilometer offshore from Lake Ontario, international waters, boys, no rules out here. <laughs> I mean, You're halfway between the U.S. and Canada. There's no rules out here. Maritime law's in effect. I mean, I, like I don't that. know what you yeah. guys get up to out there, but like, I can only it's, assume. You know what? We essentially, we have like three to four beers and that's about it. It's yeah. not that fun. Wild. Whoa. Yeah. A couple ladies, if you know what I mean, our girlfriends. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> our, our longtime girlfriends. It's a pretty good time. So uh, yeah. it's an enjoyable experience all around. You know, you're, Life? You're, no, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'll leave it. I don't know. Life, like you're not thinking about jumping off the side of the bit. No, I, mean, I do. I do think about jumping off the side of the bit often, <laughs> or a building, whatever. I like to send it. Why not? You know, what? Uh, I mean, you probably do. And the uh, Cone was also telling us about how he almost hit his head doing a back. He did hit his head. He hit his he, head he hard. His head, I wasn't yeah. there, but I, there's, there's it was bad, man. Cone's got to be careful. He's got a back concussion from that for sure. <laughs> um, no, he said he's, he said he's healing up all right. You know what? Shout out Cohen, low key, very smart. I think he's like a high, he is very high smart. Key. Like he's uh, no, well, I mean, okay. like he's like <laughs> this backhand call. I love Cohen, but I think like when you chat with him, you assume he's just like one of the guys, like kind of goofy. Yeah, like Cohen's okay, like a bit of a goofy guy, like guys that. guy, but then like low key, like very book smart, intelligent, which I was totally. By. Well, the thing is, I met him just purely podcast one to one. So he started talking on the podcast. I was like, oh, he's a smart guy, but like you guys probably saw him like butt funnel something once or something. Yeah, you know like I mean? I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him like. Well, you, we you don't, don't have to say. Don't even out, you don't even out him. I, but I think you know it. what I'm talking about <laughs> on the waterfront over here. Oh yeah, 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 where he was framed though. Yeah, that's <laughs> I not. Remember, yes. That's not as you can tell me after we don't the pod. Need to bring that up. You can tell yeah, me I'll after tell the pod. We'll save that but, for yeah, later. I but I, I, yeah. no, I was gonna say like all in all, owning a sailboat you think is a rewarding experience. Yeah, it's pretty you hilarious. Get your use. Yeah, so like I'm and I don't know why. So let me ask you this, and I'll give you an answer. Yeah. What like what do you think brings people to the podcast besides your guys' great personality? Because I think like I have listened to some of them. I think a lot of them are like a uh, retrospective on like the millennial experience in Toronto. If like to sound a little bit highfalutin about it, but yeah. like. Do you think people like are looking for like phrased. yeah? Are people like looking for yeah. like advice? Are people just looking to get different perspectives of like uh, what other people do with their lives? You talking about the listeners, not us. The listeners. What do you? Yeah. Like, what's like the? Like, what do you think people listen to? Well, I mean, if they're anything like us, mm-hmm. I'm asking questions for my own personal yeah. reasons. Like, I want to know what you think about stuff. Yeah. I want to know why why people do the things they do, why they chose their careers, how yeah. they did it, are they happy, are they sad? <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean. A part of me does want there to be more humor, because I, I think really, we're having a couple laughs. I know, but like, I mean, I would love to do just a complete. Is there another twelve swans we can have? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go you guys already finished. Yours. Would you, would you like I, another? Yeah, let's do it. But I'll I mean, it. like, sometimes I I don't I don't, I don't like tonight. to multitask. Like, I like to I want to ask my questions and yeah. then in a separate episode like get wasted and like shoot the shit and and I don't think we do enough. We of, can do both. I mean, we're gonna have our cake and eat it too. You know, let's get another swans. Yeah, we're gonna get another twelve swans. Brought this this episode is brought to you by uh, True History Brewing Co. The yes. new twelve swans pale ale. Get fucked up, True History. This is True History Brewing Co.'s twelve swans pale ale, available <laughs> in LCBOs and beer stores across not beer this stores, great yeah, across coming soon to beer stores across this great province. 
But uh, so I think I'm, I'm twelve swans. I'm thinking that the listener, if they're anything like us, gets a little something out of hearing people that they either know or know of, or or have some yeah. sort of realistic connection to talk about their opinions on on some of the stuff that they're thinking about. Well, you know what's funny is that like realistically, you and I, and even you and I, would never have a conversation this long and uninterrupted outside of this scenario no it's right? true and i th- right I th- so it's a good opportunity Absolutely. for you to actually ask me questions that otherwise i'd be like dude what the like i wouldn't be like dude what the fuck but some people might like it would be weird if in the locker room you were like so how do you feel about if like, i was asking questions like this it'd be in the weird. locker room it'd be, you'd be like yo trav's got a lot of fucking i'd questions. be like dude like i guess this guy's in a band he's cool and shit but like shut <laughs> up like i don't care like but, fuck off but i but i also this is my escape <laughs> i need this but like a, because it, i think because it's recorded uh it has this different feel of yeah, like we're doing something somewhat productive, and there's a meaning to it. It does and feel more productive. Be- because people are going to listen to this. Yeah, there's a bit of not in a bad way because I'm a big fan of narcissism, but there's like a big there's like some sort of <laughs> that's, gratification. That's, like, that's weirdly like some of the nicest narcissism to be like I'm a big fan of narcissism. <laughs> but like, like there's like some sort of gratification into that. telling your your own story. Yeah, and like there's an element in, of narcissism in even doing a podcast or being someone like that po- post pictures of themselves on Instagram or whatever. But I, I don't know. I th- I think people, the guests that we have on the show, um, you know, just to further your point, they're also keen to, you know, cause they don't, you wouldn't normally get asked these questions, right. And yeah. to have this, yeah, like, I like having publicized like a, yeah. in a way. And I think the, the guests that we have on the show are just as keen to talk about themselves and kind of what they're doing because yeah. like maybe the spotlight doesn't really get Sean for sure. A lot yeah. of the time on like, you know, or sort of like a regular day to day job or like this person gets yeah. to talk about it as much. Right. Yeah. Like people are busy. And like, I think like with your like friends or significant others, like if you're doing stuff, like rarely do you want to like do a deep dive on like yeah. how you're feeling or like your personal experience or like a do or hey so what was it like six years ago when you did that job? you know what i mean like no one wants to do that so anyways cheers all right you gotta pour another one, one. cheers yeah. um so i gotta i got can i are we done the portion where you guys ask me questions can i cross-examine you now yeah okay fuck finally okay first of all so welcome to the podcast yeah you brought now uh, i brought you guys a gift because first of all you can't go anywhere without a gift you were the first now, guest that brought a gift yeah well, okay so we appreciate those that. people Thank are all you. pigeons so you gotta bring <laughs> you gotta bring a gift now let me be 100 percent clear are we still recording are you guys yeah, turning yeah, it off now? yeah no, we're still robbie's recording. just like okay fuck this guy now he's nope. asking questions okay so uh this i got okay so don't give me too much credit i got it for free nice uh one of the things that's great about my job is i get a lot of free shit comes into my door from various people so this is from uh your tax dollars paid for this oh. the canadian broadcasting corporation shout CB out cbc Sizzles. shout out uh jerry d family feud canada airs tonight uh for the premiere to, well is monday night or, to, or tuesday oh night? it's gonna be on every night this week but the premiere is monday tonight so so tomorrow tomorrow you out. will have seen it the ratings were probably terrible <laughs> um, anyway, sorry it's just true we didn't find any spots in it okay so, <laughs> uh, this is an advent calendar but instead of like being a normal one it comes in like little shapes here so dude we're, we're like do, 16 days into I know I know so we gotta crush a bunch <laughs> we gotta of crush a lot here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna shake it up and then we're gonna pick one and I don't know we're gonna do something with the number in here okay so here okay. pick one from in here you feel free to dig down there this is I didn't got think this through layers, beforehand. A couple layers here, nothing crazy. Go. Okay, one, one number. Okay, it? now yeah, no, wait till wait till yeah. Travis. No matter how much it. you shake it, it's still the same four on top. I know, but get your. <laughs> I know, it's I'll, not. I'll, just get I'll deep in there. Deep. I'm just shaking it up to another. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'll grab one too. Okay. Okay, and then we're gonna figure out. I don't know what we're gonna do with the numbers. I haven't thought of this at all. Okay, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. What do you got? We got nine. I got a six. Nine. I got ten. And how do you? Yeah. Mine's it a looks nine. like a sixty-nine. Yeah. Okay, sixty-nine. Nice, sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> 10. Okay, so because Trav got the higher number, I'm gonna ask him the question first. And yeah. Feel free to eat your chocolate. I will. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> shout out CBC. 
Uh, so I, so you guys obviously podcast game now for two years. First of all, the band's dope. Love, love people doing creative shit on their own. That's awesome. Can you tell me about, uh, any of your podcast influences? What pods you guys listen to? Uh, and, or do you listen to pods or like what, you know, what's kind of your influence? I listen to pods all day. I like, uh, I drive a lot. Yeah. I listen to them at the gym. I'm not, I, I honestly, for a guy who's a musician, I don't listen to much music anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of pods. Okay. Uh, so give me, I listen to Joe fire. Rogan. Yeah. But I listen to mostly comedians, man. Honestly. Okay. Um, early days, I used to listen to stuff like Song Exploder and mm-hmm. like more like how I built this and like, like NPR. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I thought I wanted podcasts to learn and I thought what a productive. Um, but then I realized I really just want to be entertained mindlessly. Yeah. And I started like doing the half and halves. Like, Joe Rogan will interview smart people, Dak Shepard, armchair expert. Yeah. Uh, I listen to Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee. Okay. Um, like all these comedians, Andrew Santino, Whiskey Ginger, Fighter and the Kid. And then, nice. Like, those I'll, are all great. Yeah, like those uh, like comedians. Nice. I like those. How about you? What me, are your me personally? I'm I'm always been like a big music yeah. listener guy. So uh, I'd say you know ninety percent of my time is spent listening to music and like, okay. exploring new stuff in the background. But like when I do listen to podcasts, it's like a good yin and yang here. It's, Absolutely, uh, guys. It's, I'm not a musician. He's a musician. Well, yeah, that's obvious. I've seen. It. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the show. I'm the rock star. It's uh, I I'd say it's more it's more Joe Rogan. I kind of keep up yeah. with what Joe Rogan's doing. I also you know what the other day I listened to isn't a really it crazy? Interesting you know episode. what's crazy? Imagine like ten years ago, someone's like, "Yo, the Fear Factor guy is going to be like pretty much the biggest interviewer in the world." Right? I, I that blows my mind, man. He he is he's straight up like for a generation before us what yeah. Howard Stern was for them. You know, for I mean, like, sure. Howard Stern was the biggest personality for like, yeah. the generation before us, like into like the late aughts, essentially, like late nineties into the late aughts. And now like Joe Rogan, I would say, is the, first of all, he's number one on the podcast charts by a mile. He gets thirty million plays a month. It's fucked. insane. Not like, to mention like what the YouTube stuff. Translate oh, into? Yeah. oh, like dollars wise, enormous money, dude. Yeah. Like crazy. Because money. he talks about sometimes dude, about the, his podcast the, studio the ad, and about the all the stuff deals, that he has. He could actually make more money than he makes. Be like he. So I'm not like a huge Joe Rogan listener, but I'm like fairly aware of it. Just you know, for whatever. And I listen to. I'm pretty selective. The usually I listen if I like the guest. I'm supposed to listen for him. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, just the numbers he does, he could make way, way more money than he does. But you can tell he's just like in it because he likes the freedom of it. He likes to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. If he wants to do like five episodes a day, he'll do five episodes. If he wants to like take a week off, he's got UFC shit or whatever. He does that, which is kind of the freedom of the podcast space. And like, just so you know, like the podcasts that you listened to, uh, like listed, like Fighting the Kid and like Bobby Lee and all those, like those are like medium sized podcasts. Those guys are all making pretty good money doing that. Like, yeah, I'm, like it's like so save like, Bobby Lee's career. So I listen to like a lot of like sports podcasts. So I'm like a pretty big sports consumer. I listen to a lot of like, you know, the top Barstool sports podcasts, like part of my take. I listen to those. I listen to a lot of like educational podcasts. Yeah. I listen to like some Joe Rogan interview podcast. Uh, Bert Kreischer and yeah, Tom I love those guys. Two, Two Bears, Bears one Cave. One cave yeah. Shout out, those guys are dope. Uh, so a lot of those kind of podcasts I listen to as well. But like we do some media buying for podcasts, and like Bill Simmons podcast, like those fucking like twenty thirty second spots at the beginning of his podcast, yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. No shit per episode. Yeah, per episode, dude. Twenty five grand, like, because here's the thing, okay? So like the way How like do we the, get to that okay, level. So, the way the, so he's got like over over a million downloads an episode, right? So we're almost there. Here's the way the media <laughs> here's the way the media business works, right? Like you're just paying for eyeballs. Everybody guts it down to what's called a CPM. That's cost per thousand. The M's milli. It's Meal. French for thousand. Yeah, yeah no, whatever. It's whatever bullshit. Milli. It's fucking French frogs. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was unnecessary. Uh, but uh, no, so fuck the French, dude. <laughs> yeah, f- yeah. Here's to that. Cheers Finally. Finally. Yeah. This doesn't go in French, does it? Uh, no, but mm. uh, definitely one of the true history founders. Mom's is French, so you know. So essentially, the way the media, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Anyways, though, the way the media business works, everyone's trying to like buy the uh, eyeballs, right? Usually in sets of thousand, right? So the podcast space has all these huge download numbers. So you can just like do a CPM of like twenty, thirty, forty dollars, right? So twenty dollars per thousand people. Well, you just you get a million downloads, boom. That's fucking twenty thousand dollars. Like it's pretty straightforward. But I think that's a lot per thousand. That's that's like industry standard. Like if you want to buy some spots on like Chum FM on the fucking radio, you might pay ten, fifteen dollars per thousand people. But that's on the radio. You don't know who they are, right? You yeah. have like you have some ratings idea. They're probably older. People who listen to podcasts are young. Guess what? Young people like us were impossible to reach with advertising because we watch Netflix, yeah. we listen to Spotify or Apple Music. We probably have premium accounts for that, so we don't get yeah. advertised to there. We are good at ad avoidance digitally, right? Like we're 100%. like we're we're digitally savvy uh, savvy enough. We're like when we go to like the New York Times website, if you ever do, like you ad ignore blocker. the banner ads, right? Like you know how to yeah. ignore that shit. You go into like Twitter or Reddit or whatever it is to get your news. You're not advertised to there. So like the one place where you probably listened to an ad over the last six months All was podcasts. on a podcast, absolutely. Right? So they're like advertisers have just done the math on that, and our advertisers do it too. It's like it's worth it to pay. 20 30 40 50 dollars per thousand people because those thousand people are good thousand people like they're good they're who we want yeah so anyway some of these podcast guys like who like you know bill simmons huge sports one part of my take is probably the biggest which is uh barstool those guys like got in the game pretty early and have grown like huge like multi-million person download lists and they're making like huge money from an ad sales perspective now there is like overhead associated with it of course like it's not pure profit but those guys make a lot of money at what point would you guys, I mean, obviously you have a, yeah. uh, like you're involved in a bit. Yeah. What point would you start looking at a podcast uh, to be like, oh, they've got some advertising, um, you know, like uh, yeah. ability here? So it's a great question. So unlike the rest of like the traditional media space, there isn't like, a, like it's so new that no one's really established rule of thumb, right? So television and radio and billboards and stuff, everyone has like, there's a agreed upon metric that everyone does the measurement for and everyone knows kind of what you're what you should pay for like a thousand people on TSN right you like people it's established with podcast stuff it's not so there's a like a bit of a wild west element where like some really small podcasts have like a really really loyal following so it'll come through now the way that most brands deal with that and if you look at any of the brands that are top podcast brands it's not like Ford it's not like Chevy yeah. it's not like a car brand it's not QSR it's not McDonald's because those guys like they're they're stuck in the old system. They're like using that broadcast media. It's new tech companies that are hyper focused on measurement. So ZipRecruiter, for example, is a huge one. Like MeUndies, like all those ones that you've heard a hundred times. And what they do is they usually start off by being like, "Hey, like we'll pay like we're used to paying like a fifteen or twenty dollars CPM. Can you show me your downloads, right? Yeah. And then we'll pay a fifteen dollars CPM. So you got fifty, you got a thousand downloads. We'll pay you fifteen bucks an ad. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. You got ten thousand, pay one hundred fifty, so on and so forth, right? Um, if you are smaller than that, 
they'll maybe do a per inquiry deal and they'll say, Hey, you guys are small and similar to like the influencer space on Instagram, right? Yeah. It's like, Hey, you guys are small. We'll set you up a promo code. It doesn't cost us anything to do like a vanity URL, you know, promo code jams or whatever. Yeah. And then if you guys are driving a bunch of signups, we'll pay you, we'll pay you a bounty per signup, right? For our service or our, our sale. Right. So let's say me undies wanted to get involved with you guys who I don't represent, but let's say me undies wanted to get involved with you guys. They'd be like, okay, here's the deal guys. Our average order size is like, 50 bucks Canadian. Yep. We're willing to pay uh, 25 bucks Canadian per those users because we know that we can retarget them with email and stuff. So we'll give you 25 bucks for everybody who uses promo code jams when they uh, at checkout when they yep. buy anything from us. And then we'll just reconcile it with you like on a weekly or monthly basis and cut you guys a check. And yeah. you guys go ahead and do your thing. It's great. And then if you guys get to a certain size, you might say, yo, fuck that. We want to do what's called like a brand deal. We're like, we don't worry about the promo code. We're mm -hmm. just like, we're trying to just sell, we're just going to read the ad and like if people like it they like it but i'm sure it goes but both ways like i mean for sure i bet, I bet some of these big podcasts are like no give us the promo code because we'll sell more than you'll ever pay us exactly there's also that right where some of the some of the like a lot of these podcasts because it's such a personal medium unlike when you hear a fucking ad on the radio or like it's jammed in on the tv screen like you feel like yo like travis really actually wears the meundies or like yeah. you know burt kreischer actually uses fucking i don't know policy genius or whatever i mean i like those guys i'm interested in using it host gator um, like so Sorry? yeah host gator host gator yeah, host gator that's <laughs> great name by the way so like you know like a lot of those like it people like want the more authentic voice you're yeah. paying for essentially what like in the industry be called an endorsement so not only are you getting like the ad read where you're getting, getting a celebrity endorsement you're getting like a quote-unquote celebrity it's the same as the influencer game right it's like when you get an influencer who says like hey like you know instagram influencer about like the fit tees or like whatever it is or like whatever fitness product or you know whatever like a fucking beer brand there's a lot of money moving around like it's crazy well, with, with with all the content you're consuming i'm curious if you heard about this uh, this this past week, I worked at WeWork a couple times, yeah, and um, WeWork. and people people were making a couple jokes, you know, about right. how what what's going on they there and toast. stuff, and I, and I was completely blind They're to it. Toast. I was completely toast. I was completely blind to it. I'm like, yeah. what's what's going on? Like, in people are saying like, oh, half their employees are getting laid off, and there's, da, yeah, da, da, da. there's going to be so a great. I was movie. I was told I was, what happened. I, I was told to listen to this podcast, um, the Daily or something that 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 it's broke it all yeah, down. Help yourself tomorrow. On um. Okay, on, so on, on what's going on, we work, and I got filled. It was like twenty minutes, and they go through all of, that we, works, all of we work story. New York Times, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. It's absolutely insane yeah. what's happened with we work and the founder. It's like you got it, Adam Newman. Adam Newman's like, the, yeah. Okay, so here's the. I'll I'll really quickly recap it, and I'll preface this by saying I'm essentially just going to rip off what I've heard from a variety of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasters and personalities, this person named Scott Galloway. Shout out Scott Galloway and the Pivot Podcast. Um, he is a professor of marketing and advertising at NYU Stern of Business, Stern School of Business. And he got ahead of the game on this whole like podcast, social media influencer thing by just putting his lectures on YouTube. Like years ago, I started following them. He's like a bit of a prognosticator. He goes in the news about like the tech industry and advertising. Anyways, what happened with WeWork, as I understand it, Adam Newman, this founder, he's like one of these like classic Silicon Valley guys, right? Yeah. Who's like, you know, like Steve Jobs wannabe. He's like, 
crazy cool hair and like has like a surfboard in his office, all that kind of shit. He's had a million ideas that all were busts. Anyway, so they come up with this like office leasing space, right? Which is great. And they get SoftBank, which is the biggest, uh, you know, investment bank in the U.S. that's doing private equity, like fundraising for all these tech startups in Silicon Valley to invest all this money. Now, the backstory on SoftBank is most of their money comes from Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabian Wealth and Sovereign Wealth Fund. That's kind of a whole other story. It's, it's them trying to diversify yeah. their funds outside of the oil business. Exactly. So essentially, uh, WeWork starts saying like, hey, we're going to create co-working spaces for millennials. Isn't that, That's a good idea. It's a really smart idea. We're going to be the Airbnb or the Uber for working, right? we got all these independent contracting millennials. They want like a cool office with exposed brick and beer on tap. Boom, they grow. They get a ton of users, right? And like any of these tech companies, you start getting a ton of users. You start getting investment from a soft bank or anyone like that. And then they start trading on like a crazy multiple. And like, I'm not yeah. a finance guy, but essentially you're taking like the revenues that they're making, right? Like let's say they're making just, we'll use round numbers, a billion dollars a year. They're, they're valued at, at like $30 billion yeah, a year, right? Wild. Which is like insane, right? You never give a valuation, anything like that. But Uber and Amazon and Airbnb and all these other companies, they got these valuations because, well, the idea is once you get big enough, there's like this flywheel effect and we're going to own the whole market, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, the catch with WeWork is like unlike Airbnb or Uber or Facebook or Amazon, it's not a tech platform where you can just add more users and get economies of scale, right? So like you still got to pay all this money. Like you got to lease these offices, right? Yeah. You still got to fucking lease like building. It's not like people, people offering right? their own apartments or their own cars. Like Exactly. Uber. You're the, not the taking guy, advantage of like a hole in the market. The guy from SoftBank who originally gave Adam Newman Matsuyama, the money. Right? Ma- yeah, 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 exactly. Matsuyama, he, he essentially told him to go crazy yeah. with this investment money yeah. and just kind of fulfill his wildest dreams. So the other thing is that know? like, yeah, exactly. Like on Silicon Valley, like people really like, not the TV show, the actual place. People really <laughs> value like, the crazy, like eccentric leader, mm-hmm. right? So, so this they guy was the eccentric leader. Anyways, it essentially gets crazy, right? Where we work as value, like put so much money into it at these crazy valuations. There's like no way for them to make money back unless it goes public, it becomes an IPO, and then the rest of us, right? Us, like, you know, just typical adventures, like our pension plans and like our just like normal funds, we're going to buy it on Wall Street, right? Before it goes public, eventually people see the prospectus. So you have to like release prospectus, the S1 prospectus. People reading like, hey, this is like crazy. This like business is trading at like 25 or like 125 to one on like what it's worth. That's like nuts. No other business is worth this. They fucking fire the CEO. They have to pay him like $700 million on his way out the door because he owned all the controlling shares, all this kind of shit. Essentially, there's probably three to 5,000 employees that own stock because when you started these tech companies, you worked mm-hmm. there for three, four years, they pay you like pretty good compensation, but a lot of it's on stock, right? They hope that it goes public. Who probably thought that it was going to go public, it was supposed to go public earlier this year. They probably thought they were literally were sitting on like a million dollars of stock. Yeah. Like guys our age were like, wow, like I'm making a hundred grand a year as like a business development rep for WeWork. But when we go public this year, I'm going to have a million bucks in fucking stock. When they went public, like it was originally announced. Well, they didn't. They never got out. Yeah, yeah. When they were supposed to, they were uh, the company was going to be valued at forty seven billion, like one of like the hottest, yeah, like craziest, right? And then unicorn, it, and then all this stuff started coming out about them, and I'm and I, I it, it like completely devalued the company and stuff. But uh, yeah, so they've ousted like the the CEO who who got who got paid. I think it was over a yeah, billion, like a billion dollars, to out, out and it's crazy. forty. He gets like forty seven million for the next four. Like it's, per year for the next shit. four years or whatever, um, and the company is pretty much essentially losing money. I would take non-stop. that deal know, every that, day of the week. Oh, take over my losing, failing company. Uh, well, it's a good deal. Yeah. Take my, uh, give me a billion and forty-seven million a year for the next four years. Yeah, 
Like, okay, first of all, I didn't know any of this. I thought you were gonna say some sort of sex scandal. No, I think no. I think that'll eventually. I I do think so. They're gonna make a movie of it. I they're agree gonna, with you. Okay, there's gonna be, gonna be some some actually. No, so they are actually making a movie. Of they are announced. making a movie. The guy from Shout Out Succession, cousin Greg from Succession. If you guys don't no. watch Succession, yeah, yeah, he's I gonna play Adam Newman. Yeah, in the movie. Oh, it's no being announced. Way. They're making the movie. Uh, I fucking love Succession. I love Cousin Greg. I love Succession. And I think you it's going to be a hilarious movie. This. Yeah, we should get involved somehow. I don't know. Call me, uh, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood? <laughs> Whoever it is in Hollywood. Hollywood. Fox Searchlights. I don't know who it is. Uh, but Fox owns everything. So I assume it's Fox or Netflix. One of you guys call me. Uh, <laughs> at Adam Seaborn. <laughs> Actually, that's not. It's at A C Horn on Instagram. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's the wrong say, at. Tell him your real at, at, at. Yeah, at A C Horn on C Horn. C Horn. S E A H O R N. Adam. He's anyways. in the Adam Club. Yeah, exactly. Part of the Adam Club. Not so, to. Yeah. Anyways, not to you, be Bobby Basery over here, but that's our like idea. I feel like you Silicon would play Valley a perfect ex- eccentric Silicon Valley tech boss. Okay, I like CEO. that. Okay, maybe I'll just do an acting gig. On the I side. can see it right now. Do you not see it, Rob? Okay, I can call see me. it. Add Hollywood. Totally. Add Hollywood. Call me. Um, yeah, you start walking around barefoot. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I I think that those guys actually, what a life. <laughs> what a life, what man. A life I'm serious. Uh, I think I actually would be in a good eccentric CEO. Like, not to not in Hollywood. I mean, like, a real one. Oh, in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's what makes the best, like, acting yeah. is if yeah. you also are it. The best actors actually are the characters. Yeah, like, the best actors are the ones that can't act, and they just get cast yeah. as themselves and everything. Yeah, I love those. Those those actors that's have like, the best life ever. Th- that's like uh, mid nineties. Jonah Hill. That was his comment he made about the movie. He's like, it was easier to find good skateboarders, you know, to act as opposed to actors who could be good. Really, mid nineties, great movie. I mean, great movie. I, I liked it. A twenty four. Yeah, it was fantastic. Does all the best movies. I mean, man. Like, not a lot happened. It good happened. indie film. I like that. Uh, going back to you had, did you have more questions for us? No, I don't know. I don't remember. I just asked you. Oh no, I want to know. Like, so a couple things. Yeah. So I want to know. <laughs> first of all, yes, I got lots of questions. Uh, I don't know how, how long we've been going. How much time do we have? Uh, What's your we next? We got as much time. As, we gotta play you hockey know? at some point. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, what time is it? It's only eight thirty. Oh, we got loads of time. Okay. Yeah. So, what time do we start? Anyways, it doesn't matter. We'll cut, we're gonna cut this down to like it's, what? Five uh, minutes? I'm not gonna cut it down. I assume you guys are gonna cut this down to like five no, minutes. No, we're fucking Joe Rogan. We go as long as we I like want. That. I like that. I was gonna say, us millennials no have a bad attention span. We're always supposed to be I able listen to, to full Joe Rogans, man. Me too. I listen to crazy shit. Okay. Um. Full so Rogans. my question for you guys. So because I want to get into John Famous, I want a couple things. So I learned a little bit about your uh, podcasting influences. I want to know kind of like what is what do you guys feel like the end game? for the podcast and how it relates to John Famous. Is this just like, I know it's like a bit of a passion product. This is fun, but I also think there's like uh, like nuts and bolts. You guys are building the brand a little bit here for lack of a better word. How do you see like this kind of tying in with the band? It's like kind of a behind the scenes. Cause I think it's a cool idea, but there's not like a lot of like music connection to what we're doing right now. That's only because we fucked up. Okay. How'd you fuck up? Like season two was supposed to be about the behind the scenes of becoming famous. Okay. And then we you started both, interviewing people. We both, we both moved out and we realized mm-hmm. how much non music work we have to do in order to just survive in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So tell, can I actually, are you guys comfortable talking about the economics of famous? Absolutely. Okay. Totally. So when you guys play night owl, do you guys get paid? Yeah. yeah. We get paid uh, $400 and then 10% of bar sales. Four hundred dollars for the band. Four hundred dollars plus ten percent of bus. Yeah. Not per person. That's for the band. For the no. band. So that essentially doesn't cover like that. Like how many guys you got? Four. 
uh, and a sound four, guy plus a sound and guy. you gotta pay a sound guy yeah, because we, we come that comes out of the 400 comes out of the 400 and then do you guys pay you guys drummers no, well, like with the band full time yeah yeah yeah. our drummer and bassist yeah, are, you guys don't are, like pay, are, are with the band full time yeah, yeah we pay with them the band full time. we pay them though. yeah yeah, 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 they get, yeah but they get like an equal share you pay them as like a, like a we one pay, off yeah, gig we get equal yeah. share we split so it four say, ways they're not in the band full time you kind of like maybe gotta pay them more as like a one off gig no yeah we come away from Night Owl with about 150 bucks each Okay, so like that's not a ton of money, but it's no like, for all the work no, that we we've done. It's better like, than you know, better than yeah, you get to meet some checks and better than better <laughs> than paying for the space, right? Like you yeah. could pay. I so mean, yeah. but but you know, but you know what? The way I look at it is that it's it's kind of building our uh, you know our our bettering our you know stage free or practice. bands free dynamics, practice, free practice, free practice, for sure, free practice. Like, we'll it's, get good, it's good to get yeah. presence in front of and the I'm crowds sure and like you guys pack that place. yeah totally it's, yeah. it's all just, it's all good we get good at performing they yeah. give us some beers and and honestly i get fucked up when i go out so i'd rather be productive fucked up you know what i mean like <laughs> fair instead of drinking i play some music make a little bit of money and i'm still having a good time that's awesome so what would you what would you guys like if what would be like the next step like what's like the goal like would it be to play like a bigger venue open up for or open for open i guess you for open someone for big. someone you yeah. open for something that's how you get started i mean right? realistically i don't really know how it works this year we didn't do a lot of fame inducing activities we did a lot of figuring out where we uh, whereas we thought we thought year two was going to be more fame inducing activities like yeah. hey this is something cool and big we're doing but we spent most this year i'd say robbie just figuring out the basics like of nuts how to, and bolts type stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I think maybe goals um just off the top of my head for the next six months or so would be uh, you know, furthering our repertoire in terms of original songs gotcha. to, to play live with yeah. with the band. And, you know, to sort of and get some traction on those songs and then sort of fill up a potential set list that gotcha. we could like pitch to a so band you guys to like have, hop like, you guys on have, what, four? in terms of like we four release songs four release right right songs, but we have, have, we have more than but nice. we didn't, but we you didn't have. promote those songs no. because we more we more put those songs out because we needed songs out yeah like, you gotta put them out people are like what are you doing and we're, we had nothing to show for it yeah we we love them they're, they're good songs but I, like I mean them. the stuff we wrote recently we're like oh like that's the stuff a band I like the stuff we've written recently, we finally figured out how to write a song that we feel belongs on gotcha. the radio. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that and, we feel, and part of our dynamic too, you know, it it suits like sort of the four person setup that we got, and it it hits. Can that you give way. me like the, what's like the elevator pitch like in you know in in, uh, in like the film business? You'd be like, it's like this movie, it's like Terminator meets Shutter Island. I mean, what are you guys? Like, yeah, what's your band? I mean, we're we're going back to that classic. Not okay. Not so classic. A modern take on the rock star. Okay. Like, like we know it sounds good. We care just as much about people liking it. Yeah. As as anyone. Whereas, I think you guys are pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Even, well, the name John Famous I think implies that like you're. It's for a mass audience. It's definitely we want to yeah. be consumed. We want to be at the party. We want yeah, people yeah. to to play it to, when they're social. But we don't. We are super influenced by that moody rock star that looks dope, that dresses cool, like that Mac fucks. DeMarco. I mean, cool. like, well, like I, no, I'd say some of our big influences are Sticky Fingers, okay. you know, Australian yeah. band, yeah. Australian yeah. Band. Uh, Catfish in the Bottle Man, yeah, I don't know um, but cool, uh, yeah, like I, I'd, I'd say those are kind of like two large ones. There, uh, give me like two names that I would know that you think you guys are the conglomeration of, and then I'll give you. A well, those are the, the we're the conglomeration of those two bands, Sticky Fingers and Catfish in the um, Bottle, of bands that, and maybe our music doesn't fully reflect. But that's the, the influence. those two. That's what you want. That's it to be. influences, it. Okay. and that's kind of For where sure. we want it. 
to head. And in like, t- like in terms of marketability, like again, we're hoping that year three of the podcast and how it all ties together. Year one of the podcast was us figuring out what we want to do. Yeah. So we asked people what they do, why they do it, what they think, what you know, just yeah. opinions. Because yeah. we never had the two intertwined at first either you know like podcast like the, came before the band podcast came before yeah we were right? separate. okay so like yeah. yeah okay so we we started the podcast to figure out what we wanted to do with our lives got it and, and the answer was start a band so the answer was start a okay, band okay okay so, that actually makes more sense because in my head i was thinking like this was an extension of the band but really this predates the no band. man we were lost i mean like i'm got having it. i was having major health issues hence the going sober it was yeah. concussions yeah it was yeah. more just like let's figure our shit out and then i went the, to yeah i went to school for completely different shit robbie was working at a sushi restaurant playing music in the basement of his house and we were like both just there like what the fuck are we gonna do with our lives we both felt we had a lot of potential a lot to offer like and we both listened to a bunch of podcasts and rob said why don't we just start a podcast fucking really cool man i like yeah i love that so we did and we started balls too we started talking to people and then we realized a commonality no one really knew the people that were doing things were just the people that did things all along the doers were the ones that got anywhere with what they wanted to do. So if they wanted to be in music or film, the people that were doing it were like, oh, I just did it. I just called got people. It. I just got started it. doing it. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's it. Um, we realized a lot about, um, I was also doing like a lot of listening to podcasts and a lot of like internal reflection and self-help, like reading books. And like, it was a combination of talking to our friends, piecing together what I was hearing on podcasts and reading books that brought together our realization that like we were the only ones kind of stopping us from doing what we wanted to Absolutely, do. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Okay, I got it. I got this I wish I had this before. Now this makes sense. Okay. This is all making sense. You guys didn't make any yeah. sense before. That's great. Year two uh, year two was supposed to be okay, we figured out what we wanted to do. Let's document what it takes to bring two guys that are a bit older than they they should be to maybe be a rock star nah, to start nah, out. You to guys start are good. out. You guys look good for your age. I mean, like it's still relatively yeah, young. Yeah, you guys are like, still young. I mean, the it's typical good. boom and rock stars—they start at like eighteen, nineteen, nah, twenty, and they come out. But yeah. we're—I mean, we're on the later end of the curve. Nah, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. But regardless, we're like we're starting from scratch. Forty is the new thirty. It's all. Good I agree. Stuff. I agree a little bit. True. Works. But yeah, you're what I meant go. to say is we're starting from scratch. I'm gonna live to like one thirty. I feel I, with modern technology <laughs> for sure. The, what they say—the first person to live over like one twenty is alive today. Yeah, you're it looking really. Is that a thing? Wow! I think someone's lived over 120 now. I don't know. Yeah, you're in here that's, first. That is actually honestly. Well, we'll, we'll do an episode. You know, I don't want however live, long. Uh, I don't how long know. That is I don't know now. if I want to live that long, man. Like I barely want to go to the end of the week at this point, man. It's, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's so exhausting. Dude. I just want to go you jump gotta, off yeah, a boat. You gotta fucking get up. You gotta get changed. It's the whole thing. It's not worth it. 100 years of this? No thanks. I mean, maybe I don't know. We'll see how I feel. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm pretty easy. I go both ways. But yeah, year two is supposed to be about documenting what it takes it. to go from zero to hero. We thought we were going to be doing a bunch of releases, like getting on the radio this year, opening up for a bigger band, and we really just s- spent a lot of time figuring out how to make our basic okay. income to okay, live. So in how do we? Okay, so let's just like just between you guys, how yeah. do we get you guys on the radio? What do we need to we do? Who do we need out. to talk to? We figured that yeah, out. Okay. There's, so like, how, there's, are you guys on the radio yet? There's radio buyers. Okay, how do I get you guys on? You let's, let's do dude, actually, you ha- you I know have, fucking people at radio stations. You know people at radio stations. Yeah, oh. man. I know people at radio stations. Yeah, so so, can I do? 
You guys want to be on Indy 88, probably? Yes. 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 Okay, let's do it. Dude, so, dude, we have a song you know coming Brett down. Deacon? We have a song coming Who? through the pipeline right Brett, now. He's the general manager at Indy 88. Shout out Brett. I only know the the, the DJs. Like the, no, no, no. I, I don't know, know no, Brett. I know the office I'll, people. I'll connect you guys with Brett. I don't know. Can you send me a song? I'll send I it to know Brett. Brett I'm not kidding. He's I a beauty. Brett. I want to know Brett. Um, we'll send you a song. It's actually in the process of getting mixed okay. and mastered, and this is one that we want to have. I don't act, like. I'm not saying I can get you guys on the air, but like, let's fucking try. I mean, like, I not? think we have the product. Let's just call some people. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think we have the for product. Sure. Okay, so cool. It took we'll us this long to make the product. Do you need to open? Do you need to open for someone? Like, how no, do we do no, that? Do we how do we get you? No, I'm just saying. Like, next, how do we get you to open? Uh, open. Radio taken care of. We're gonna do it. Fine. <laughs> next, what do you, open, you gonna open for we someone? Got, you know, we got a few people that we've been holding off approaching for a little bit just because like we, we know you that, that wait they're like life. important connections yeah, yeah, and we yeah. want to wait to like you know more like the empire's built yeah, yeah for sure um Damn, but uh i mean i think we're there yeah i think you guys could I open for someone we just got to build yeah, our repertoire a little bit for someone like ability to open for someone yeah, wise, yeah i'm just what i'm saying but proving to someone that we can open for them we don't have i get it that. like you don't want to blow it if you do it right yeah, be like, wanna, we're ready like, you want to hey do you have a video of you guys playing a full set yeah what's your set list of originals and we're like, oh, we have four songs, mm. none of which are on the radio, a few thousand plays each. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, so play count on Spotify is that like? Yeah, public? it's it's visible. That's tough. I mean, we're doing all right. Well, it's but, good. But, it's good and bad, right? Yeah. Like, but but like, yeah. You could like, just like have a, said, like just... twenty years ago. You could just have a cassette tape and be like, has anyone listened to this? And you'd be like, yeah, lots of people, but there's yeah. no proof. At least on Spotify, you'd be like, fuck, someone's listening to it. It's true. Like if it's, it's all of a sudden one of the songs. Like, you know, became more of a hit. You'd be able to be yeah. like, yo, look at all these plays. Yeah. Like, people love us, right? So there's like a bit of a, it's like YouTube, right? It's like if all of a sudden you have a shitload of views on YouTube and you're like, want to be a celebrity you're of some valuable. kind, yeah. you'd be like, yo, look, like people like my shit, you know? So it's a little bit like that. Whereas before, like if you're a film student or whatever, you would just like put together a tape and then you'd like Hope walk around and hand it to yeah. people and be like, yo, check out this tape of something I made. It's dope. And be like, does anyone like it? You're like, yeah. Like, no, well, there's no way to prove that. Now but there is. It's basically a combination of these activities. Re reaching out to these connections, selling yourself, getting that one or two big big okay. shots that will domino effect. Oh, okay. now you're on the radio, now you're getting played. We're going to get you guys getting, on the radio. The radio yeah. would be dope. Now you're getting played. It's funny how the radio, the radio is still kind of like the gateway. Dude. Even the radio is so like... It's a little Not bit. Not the no. gateway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a little bit like as we just described. I mean, like the radio yeah. is like old school. Like, I, listen, we buy like advertising on the radio, but like, come on, yeah. it's the radio. Like, I, mean, I always kind of joke. What's it's a big, like the, it's a big business still, and like a lot of people listen to the radio. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm in my car, I listen to the fucking Indy 88 all the time. But The big thing now is to yeah. get playlisted on Spotify playlist or Apple how, playlist. Yeah, or how do you get yourself There's on the curators. curators? How do you yeah. get in front of those people? You got to get, I don't know. I don't I know who these curators are, but like they probably... I was thinking about this the other day. They probably hide their identities because people hit them up. Otherwise, they would get hit up yeah, nonstop. Yeah, but fuck. Okay, I think we can figure this out though. Like, how many people are there? Right? Like, we can figure it out. We can find them. Well, we can figure it out. But I mean, yeah. that's that's what I thought we were going to be doing all of year two. But we we took all of year two to make the product to figure out. Now we have a bit yeah. of a, like a supply like a supply chain. How to make a radio quality song? Gotcha. How to play live? How to make an album art? How to do a music video? We figured all these things out this year. Yeah. So. And how does it tie in the podcast? We thought the podcast was going to kind of record that journey. But because we spent so much of this year toiling, we really just still made it about our guests. And, and Got it. Got it. There wasn't much to talk about on our side. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm with you. We spent Not much talking about fucking, on my side either, to be honest. We spent this year grinding out money. Like, we've been yeah. working more than yeah, we Yeah, you guys been doing like a lot of sit bar, bartending gigs, stuff like that too, right? Just like grinding it out. Oh, totally. Nonstop. And I think, you know, what the most impressive thing about coming up uh, the end of year two with the podcast is 
the fact that we, you know, first year we stuck to it one episode every two weeks. And uh, by the end of December, it will be one episode every week. For the, the whole year. We did it this whole year, year without yeah. missing a day. 52 that is legit. That is legit. With you know video. what? Consistency is like very impressive because you know what? Anybody can do like five episodes of a podcast. Totally. You know it, what I mean? Like seriously. Yeah. It's like anybody can go to the gym for like three weeks. Well, I mean. It's like you got to go in every fucking week. You got to go and grind I'm it a out. bit fucked up, but I look at any project I'm in on like a four to five year thing. Like I, I, I never expected to, to be overnight successful with anything. Even with my male jewelry line, I mean, I stuck with it for almost a little over three years now, grinding out the money, like not really seeing Can we those... talk about that? What's what's the word with wrist and rye? So, so basically what happened is first year, the guys that founded it were uh, Ivy students. Yeah. You know, they used their kind of buzz on campus to get yeah. this thing going. I joined in yeah. in a... Kind of like an operational role, um, because I'm just generally that's my skill set. We ran it at around 25k revenue. It was self-sufficient. It was pretty cool. And then it was going to disband, but there was these entrepreneurship programs at Western that offer money to businesses and offer an educational experience. So I said, you know what? If we get into these programs, I'll continue with the business. If you guys want to leave, cool. Two guys left, and then one guy stayed. Um, but I said, I basically said, I'll only stay if I get to run the business because yeah. um, the other guy, his skill set was more marketing. Yeah. So if it's going to run through my bank account and it's going to yeah, be yeah, all you want to be in charge. I want to be in charge. Yeah, yeah, but for we sure. still split the money even. Gotcha. We went through, we got like 30K of funding. Um, but through the first 15K, him and I worked together and then we had a falling out. It was a bit of a grind, man. Like oh. it lost its pizzazz. You, you, yeah. you loved having your buddies there, you loved having all the fun stuff going on. When two of the buddies left and it became a little serious, like him and me had no fun. And like, it's tough. So we, we ended up buying him out. Um, we were just having some personal disputes. Yeah. yeah. I got into another incubator, got another 12 grand or 15 grand. Um, <sighs> and then I got a new partner and I tried to go to stores to make money because I had to grind out. That, like it's not like we made twenty five grand the first year and then that twenty five grand came right yeah, yeah, back yeah, the yeah, second yeah, yeah, yeah. year. It's I had to tough. go out yeah, and grind it every single. Second. Yeah, so yeah. I made another twenty five grand, plus these um, grants, and I was like, "Fuck, am I gonna go out and have to like? Where's the exponential growth?" Yeah, yeah, you like you needed to like get some snowballing. Some and I was point. like, "I don't even. I'm not even that passionate about jewelry. I'm just passionate about running a business. I, I needed people. Yeah, to work with that had that like fashion passion." Mm-hmm. That like branding, that like I want to be the face of it on Instagram that I didn't want to be. Yeah. So I kept it alive because I was like, you know what? The product is real. This is a good quality project uh, product. I believe in the business. I'll say it, look, it, look, it does look very cool. The and brand, like I've, seen the, I've seen the product on people. Like it's legit. The, yeah, it has value. And I could yeah. see that as a, as a savvy business person. But I just could see that I would never be enough solo okay. to do it. So... But again, I'm like, what's the long-term play of this? So I started looking for partners that would be that kind of like savvy, or not savvy, that like I'm on Instagram, like I'm making the connections, I'm living that cool life, look at my jewelry, I'm making content. And I had a hard time finding it, but a girl um, then got connected with me to make a female jewelry line. And girl. Well, I mean, finally, this story talked to them? Now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, she was that person. She's number? like, I got an Instagram following. She's like, I'm, let's go. I make, I do, I'll do all the postings, all the designs, like, like sh- all, all this, all the stuff that I'm not necessarily great at. She yeah. loves jewelry. She's a, a public person. 
So like Riss and Rye was like three years of barely making money to like this new opportunity, which is definitely doing a lot better. So what's the what's like 3.0? What's the version of it now? So, so you're still running it? So the version or in of it now is I keep, with her? I keep Riss and Rye alive. Yeah. I'm waiting for the person who who, who wants she to She who must not be named? No, I'm waiting for the no. male version oh, of the male, male the male version of you. Take for, over for, Riss for, no, gotcha. for Riss and Rye. I'm, gotcha, I'm gotcha, looking gotcha. for the male version of this girl. Is she, so is she running the male brand or the She's female? She's running the female brand There's now. a female brand. So we launched a female Still brand Still called together. Riss and Rye? Different, different no, name? hers is called Landia Collection. What's it called? Landia. Landia. Shout out Landia Collection. Yeah, and she's killing it. Use like promo code JAMS for 20% off. She's doing, uh, no, she's got no, no she's just got, <laughs> or, it's a separate company. Use promo code Seaborn for 10% off. It's a separate company. <laughs> but I mean like, I don't know. So like she's doing all the stuff that I'm not fantastic at and okay. I'm doing all the business, the finance, the Got it. The the stuff that I learned doing Riss and Ryan. I'm I'm basically I'm keeping Riss and Ryan alive to find that guy. Okay, we should, we should we should we should talk. We should talk off the podcast. Oh, if, if you're interested in that, yeah. Well, no, I am. I am. I am. So okay. yeah, we talk we we'll talk, talk off we talk off the pod or low battery anyways. No, memory card's full. Okay. Well, this has been that's been fun. But I mean I mean, memory card's full sounds like, you know, get out. I mean, there was 18 gigs of space on that memory card. Yikes. And it was used? I'll perform it get in 4K out. or something. But the, the audio is still good. We can finish off okay. the podcast. We'll finish off. Without uh, video. It's really, no one really, like 50 people watch the video. But yeah, like, yeah. That's, a, that's a ton of people. But you see that, like, that Genesis, like, and I'm not saying Landy is a massive company yet, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And and it's, that's how I saw Rist and Rye the whole time. I was like, it's going to take, Years, yeah, years, for years. Sure, for sure. Same with the podcast, same with the band. And a lot of people I find they start something, they get eight months in, and they get I don't they get fuck offy with it. Yeah. Totally. I, I think we're all guilty of that. I'm guilty of that too. I'm eight months into my new job and like I really do like my job. Um, but it's a big challenge and part of me is like, fuck, like what am I doing? Like but, you know but what I mean? Lot. But like I'm getting you're I'm getting to the point where I'm over that hump. And like I know that's different than like entrepreneurship and your own initiative, but in many ways, like it is like my gig yeah. right now feels very much like my own like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of on an island a little bit within the company. Um, and I'm eight months in right now. I'm, like, right at that hump you're talking about where it's, like, fuck. Like, am I, like, diving into this? Is, like, a four-year fucking right. like, deal to build this to where it needs to be? Like, yeah. I guess so, right? Like, Do you want to climb the ladder? Yeah. Like, do you want to start a new climb? Yeah. Like, do I want to, like, go? Yeah. Do I want to go somewhere else? Start a new climb? Or what the fuck's the deal? So, yeah. I'm with you. But, that like, th- these are the tough questions. But at the very least, I think... At least for me, I can't speak for Robbie, but what I did is I looked at all the things I was doing because I, I legitimately thought I was doing too many things, hence too many jams. And I thought our our least great our least are overlaps. Man. Like if the if the does the podcast bring exposure to the jewelry, to the music, yes, guy. vice versa. If one of these got big, would would the rest kind of fall into the same sphere? Absolutely. If I start making connections with video making, content making, or get some sort of following on Instagram through music or anything like at least I'm all in the same sphere, and as one starts to become more successful, I think the others will just follow suit by nature. So at least I think I'm in the right realm. I have a circle. I think of you are too. Of that are connected enough that it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's just it's slow when right now everything is so spread out. But we made an episode called Funnel Vision where I explained the plan to instead of going tunnel vision on one thing, mm-hmm. it's like. Every step I take, I'm trying to narrow the focus. Funnel vision sounds like like a good night out in second year. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Dude, funnel so vision's a dope funnel song vision. name. It is funnel a good vision. song name. Yeah. Funnel or vision sounds like he got so drunk, you funneled a bunch of beers, and you got funnel vision. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I got funnel vision. It, you know what? Paulo Campisi. Friday night funnel vision. 
Uh, Paulo Campisi, what a character. Really, uh, really like. I feel like uh, I know most of your guests. Yeah, you, pr- you probably do. Know I mean, we know most of our guests. You really like that. Term. Do you really like Funnel Vision? Funnel Vision is yeah, yeah. a good one. Paulo but, likes to. Paulo will fucking pontificate and get going on shit. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful. I love Paulo too. Shout out, but he'll he actually might listen to this. So <laughs> yeah, can't trash him. I mean, who knows where it'll go? I and never I, said shout out in my life until today. Tell you, you've said it three <laughs> times. I've said it like now. five times. I've never yeah. once shouted anyone out, but I just feel like At anything relevant. I feel like you get on a mic, you got to shout people out. It is a common trend. Guests do like to shout. It's out weird because, like, I don't know why would I? Sh- I never do that. But anyways, uh, but is that it? Is you, that you anything else to say, Berto? I, I got. Uh, you know what? I've been looking at your socks. Yeah. I want to ask you, are they, is that a CBC logo? Yeah, buddy. That's CBC. I that... told you they came with the chocolates. Uh, <laughs> this is from the, the public broadcast. I, all I do is wear free shit that I get given at work, man. Let so me... these are old school retro CBC socks I'm wearing. Nice. I love a free sock. Well, nothing, long, nothing better than free. Doesn't matter if it's free or not. You're the first to bring a gift. I think that's pretty special. Yeah. Well, those people are in. And that's you a got, first. You can't show up empty-handed. Yeah, Come bring on. gifts Two now. years. Come on. Okay. Uh, what, um, episode maybe like, I want to say like 78. 70-something, 80? 78. 79. Maybe, maybe 80. Maybe no, but think about it. We've done, we're, we've done almost 52 this year. Right? There's 52 weeks. Do you want me to look we right did, now? We did 25 the year before, 24. No, no, but plus there's oh, some the couple extra episodes. Couple episodes. Oh, let me look right now. I feel like we're, we've got to be 80 something. Mm. All right, we'll look it up. And we can maybe. We, uh, but this you, is also our. We can longest. cut this into the. We can cut this into the start as cold open. This is also our longest episode. Really? Oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little long winded. But it doesn't matter how long it is. People can just stop listening they're, when yeah, they're not. People just stop listening whenever. If they're listening right now, which probably maybe 25% There's of the listeners There's almost no one listening right now. But hey, anybody still listening? I can't believe you listen to me for this long. No one was, I don't even listen to me for this long. What number are we on? Uh, this is episode 80. 80 episode 80. Dog. Shout yes. out episode 80. Yeah. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Too Many Jams. Yep. At John Famos. Shout out to True History Brewing Co. 12 Swans. Pale Ale available at the LCBO across Ontario. <laughs> yep. Merry Christmas. Happy and, New Year. And, Happy Hanukkah. And wait, also, this is how we test our guests yeah. if they actually listen to the end of the episodes. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, fuck. so what we look- say at the end of every episode, thanks for coming on the show today, and we'll see you next. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to the end of the episode. No, no. Fuck, what am I supposed to say there? What day do we come out? Do you know what day we come out? Fuck, I have no idea. Tuesday? Every week. Every Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesdays. See yeah. you next Tuesday. There you go. There you go. Oh, okay. That's, that's, good. that's like the old Narwhal. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. We got to get bigger, but yes, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time. Let's have a good hockey game, and we'll see you next Tuesday.
too much.